Hey, hope everybody's doing good. Let's get right to it. God, what you don't got, no do less verse. My alumni comply with Shanghai, slide and curse on some sweet shit. And my and my ambiance from far, don't Crazy. you be scared. You can get bamboos, what's the you? Will we well it down the whiskey? She will reach the rainbow dry. What's the Bermuda? Triangle with my hot Into the rocket fast, and in the estate. In the blue oyster, shooting zero to get laid. Fade into the shade. Vines will shine and wine now. Do what I say, make me say it one more time. Himalaya playmaker, that's the goods and get the step in seven minutes. But anyway. This weather is nuts. It was like 50 in the beginning of the week. Now it's like 80. And it's going to be like 70, high 70s the rest of the week in October. It's going to drop down to 50, which is fucking insane. It's be crazy. Uh, I'm basically talking about central Pennsylvania weather. So wherever you at, you know, I hope it ain't as crazy as it happened here. But anyway, that is a Camp Low Park joint. Uh, that album, I have to say, is one of the very few albums. There's only like maybe four albums that you can listen to and um, not really skip any songs like that. I really only skip maybe one, if that. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, welcome to another episode of the uh, Don't Overthink It podcast. I'm your host, uh, Dominican Johnny. And um, we're just going to uh, get right to it again. And let me call up my cohorts and henchmen. Um, it ain't Lee or Kevin Russell Simmons, I wish. But uh, I'm going to call my Ock, my co-host, and my guy Manny, a.k.a. Cap, a.k.a. Sadie J's King. And we're going to get this episode going. We're going to uh, be talking to a person we just spoke to last episode, but we I didn't really get into his story Yo, yo, yo. Yo. I didn't really get go. into it. Yeah. And it sounds way clearer on this than you did on the uh, <laughs> the regular call. I'm telling you. This is crazy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's a plus, all right? Exacto. So I was just saying that uh, we're going to uh, we're gonna actually be talking to and like actually trying to interview at least uh, Mr. Incredible Boy, but y'all call him, uh, what, y'all call him just Lou? Oh, man, we call him Lou. Sometimes we call him Creddy. That's why when you put that yeah. in the text message, I was like, what the hell is Creddy? Man, incredible boy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What up? What up, fam? Yeah. What up? Mm. Did he hit you up yet? Yeah, he says he's ready. Oh, okay. All right. Let's call. Let's call. Oh, I got to get him? No, no, no. I got him. I got him. I got him. Yeah, I thought y'all seen it in the text. Mm-hmm. You, said, you said ready, but I didn't know you meant Yeah, him. he said it too. Oh, shit. All right, there we I'm go. Not in that, I'm not in that group chat. There it is. There we go. Bang, bang. Let me add. So let's see. Let's get this shit going. Yeah, I was just introducing basically, you know, the episode, and I thought we can get right to it with uh, with interviewing, you know, Lou, aka Creddy, now aka Incredible Boy, yo, aka Incredible Boy. I was trying to get this fucking thing on my computer, and it didn't even ring on my shit. Boy, that's crazy. Apple failed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. It ran, it rang on my phone and not my computer. Yeah, yeah I was I'm like, right in front looking of at the fucking computer. I'm like, all right, you know, yo, I'm sitting here watching this Michael Vick shit. Yo, this nigga Michael Vick's cousin gets pulled over and he goes, yeah, I got drugs in the car. I'm Michael Vick's cousin. What? Oh, <laughs> damn. 
That was that was the that was the instant pass. Like, okay, yeah. I'm like, well, Vic's cousin. Let me get a bump. Let me get a bump before you leave. That's how all that shit started for that nigga. He got a whack crew. Oh, yeah, man. oh yeah. Well, you got a real whack with nigga. I'm worth a hundred million, and I'm going to prison. Yeah, I know, right? It's true. true. You got a whack hey, ass crew. Hey, you got. Somebody, like, somebody got to right? take that. Hit. Yeah, I was like, I'm good. Nigga, I'm gonna do six months tops. Yeah, for a fucking dog, I'm doing six tops. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. But um, like I said before, well, now I got everybody on here. Um, I uh, this is another episode of the Don't Overthink It podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Dominican Johnny, along with my, my co-host. Cap, take over. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> said co-host, and he said Cap, take Ew. over. I know, right? Uh, co-pilot said, nah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. We got right, the guys, yeah, John, And John got a new handle. What? Yeah, Cap yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we got a new, we got a new, uh, we got a new nickname for Ock. What is it? And, um, what? we were just talking in conversation, and he was like, yo, um, I'm the facilitator. You're going to call me the facilitator. And I'm like, oh, shit. I got a dope acronym for you. ATF. I'm the facilitator. Oh, you can flip go. it. Okay. Hey. And he was like, that's it. No more old school. Okay. Now, you, now you got to drop the, uh, what was that, DMX? That, yo, yo. Yeah. Uh, what was that earlier? He said, yo, we need a, we need a DMX drop for you. For I'm going to add that in the, in the post-production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Lou. Me and Lou, we was already there with it. So, so, all right, so let me ask y'all a question then, too, before we get into, like, you know, into, into Incredible Boys. Um, do y'all do that a lot in common conversation? Like, y'all hear a certain thing and y'all automatically reference a hip-hop line? Yeah. Okay. Either that or a movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure experience. I wasn't... Cultural, cultural shit, for sure. We're yes. Of all right. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't. All right. Let me see if y'all can finish this or y'all know where I'm referencing then. All right. I have a niece. Her name is Alexis, but I call Alex Bubble. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't but That was that Kanye? Nope. It's a it's the end of the I, I bar. I know Kanye tried to flip the, the whole Alexis bar. line. Nope. nope. I call oh, her. Oh yeah, she couldn't Bubble. she couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter Alexis. That nope. was Kanye. No, nah, but it's an older song. I call Alex Bubble because she's less trouble. Hmm. Y'all don't know nah. a popular bad boy song. Popular bad boy song? The the big record for this artist right after Biggie died and he became Mace, like, I would have to be Mace. Feels so good. Sorry, correction. Mace, do you want to get money? I could, go, I could go the whole summer, go Hummer, but I'd rather go Lex Bubble because he's less trouble. Nigga, if nigga ain't have a video, I was a paying attention to It was. It was feel so good. Yeah. That wasn't one of my favorite Mace songs. That was feel so, so good. That's that why I flew over my head. You see my brother's face, right? He's like, yeah, that wasn't one of the songs either. <laughs> also, like, but that was the popular one. But anyways. I think Mace is the overrated bad boy member. For real, That's debate, but he had the boss. I, I, I what Mace we talking about? Mace murder? Or, or, no, or? you see that? You see that? That bullshit. That's what. <laughs> <I, laughs> Defending. I know. I know. I, I know. It's bullshit. It, but at the end of the day, his career is I'm actually doing it for the sake of no content. In his career, his career is, yeah. is no Mace murder. It's Pastor Mace. It's Mace. It's Mace. It's shiny suit man. Yeah, it's shiny suit man and Pastor Mace. But um, anyways, Mace did make money. Shit, yeah, he did. He went three mil that first one. Then he made money. Nah, yeah. I mean, no, no. Listen, it was a, it was a short. He has a yeah. short run, but his short run is so impactful that yes. we actually give him credit for a lot of shit that it's very, yeah, for, for a small amount of time. I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, 
So, Mr. Uh, Incredible, where, where did they get Creddy from? Just because uh, Incredible the, is no. <laughs> I was actually telling Cap this story because Cap didn't even know the story. Funny enough, because he was he was around. Okay. At one point, you know, um, my crazy ass, I was like, and like hip hop and like the punk rock scene back and forth. Oh no shit. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So like Cap would see me put, come out like one of the first people you see like like. I, I was gonna say, give him a, a quick visual, real quick. He was a trendsetter, and we ain't even peeping. <laughs> his, his just his choice of sneaker was different, so that's why we ain't see the whole vision. Okay. But had he had some uptowns or some J's, we would have been like, oh, that's kind of dope, Blue. It was just, but, it was, please you know, slim fit Chuck Taylors, you know, saying probably like a band T shirt or some shit. But obviously, you know, true to fit. Like I'm, I wasn't in what hip hop was doing at that moment. Yeah. The, 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 the keychain hanging off the pocket. Yeah, and all, all that. Okay. Like the Jim Jones craze came so, in. Like, yeah, the Skull coming. Gang and all that. Yeah. Yep. He was doing that long and, time. And and then even what's going on today, funny enough, I had my hair thrown <laughs> out in color. Like I had I had blue hair at one point. Like I had just long blue hair. And I come to the studio with like a big ass fro one time, not giving a fuck. And my boy Reed Fussell, he, I'm a I'm a history session. I didn't even have that name at all. Like I was named like Lays or some shit like that. And Reef was looking at me with his hair, and he's like, "This nigga look like the Incredible Boy, you know? This nigga's Incredible Boy, so whatever." And then whatever the fuck is the Incredible Boy turns into the movie, whatever. And then I just took the name and stuck yep. with it. Oh and well, shit. See, that answered one of my questions. Did I was like, "How did you get the name?" But oh, I yeah. I think the I got you beat though with the hair color first because in the early 90 fucking Onyx days this nigga had red a red afro <laughs> do y'all remember that no I don't I don't remember right yeah, after that, when, when, when I got down with Onyx, I had to get the ball head, I had to fit in. Yeah. That's the funny shit, though. I don't got, there's no evidence. You gotta let the beard shine. There, there's no real evidence of me with the long hair and shit, so. That's oh, yeah, yeah, I ain't got no evidence of me either. Yeah, he, he was just saying. Different no times. All right, all right. So I wanted to really get into Incredible Boy, because I could tell the way y'all talking, like, y'all known each other for years and years and years and shit, and I feel like the, you know, little kid left out, so fuck that, I'm gonna get the brain. <laughs> I'm gonna pick your brain. So what, so so you, you, you body, you Boricua? Yeah, I'm Puerto Rican. Okay, 100%? No, no yeah, mistakes? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. And, all right, you were, and you're in the Bronx because that's why they're holding you down. Yeah, yeah. BX, for sure. What what section? Because y'all New York niggas love... Yeah, there you go. You can't stream yeah. I'm very close to even uh, where I was at at one point. I, I was over there by West, uh, West Farm. Yep. Oh, okay, okay. Right by me. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was I was looking at I was looking through your IG and I was like, holy shit, this motherfucker been everywhere. And <laughs> I seen though in the one thing I wanted you to elaborate wanted you to elaborate on it. They said they asked you a question about a DJ. And you said your mother was the first DJ, or was your first yeah. DJ? Yeah. What do you because, mean by that? You know, um, funny enough, my mom had the turntable and a mixer. So you know, obviously, mama, you had to, you had to have your shit preamp. You just had a regular turntable. You needed preamp to pop that shit into your system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my mom's way of getting a preamp, I guess, was having a, a DJ mixer. She weird weird enough, she had the the Gemini mixer from Juice. I don't even know why, but the one with the wood panels that she wow. had, that was the mix that she had just to listen to her music. So I already had a turntable and a mixer in the house just from her. You know what I'm saying? That was her regular. Yeah. List. Uh, that was her setup. Yeah, that was her setup. Just to play some Frankie Ruiz. That was her yeah, setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Hello, that's what's up. <laughs> okay. So that, you know, my vision love it. Yeah, so, so you was already pretty, halfway there, pretty much. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Shit. And then, um, so then that's where you started. And then I guess now you living in the Bronx, though. And let me see. Yeah, you, me and you around the same age, give or take, a, you know what I mean, a couple years. Um, did you grow up listening to the, like, I guess it was outside your door, like, listening to straight up hip hop? Because I grew up on some old Jose Luis Rodriguez and all that shit that my mother was playing. I didn't grow up, like, you know, listening to no soul music and shit like everybody else, though, did what did you grow up listening to the house? You already said Frankie Ruiz. What else? Well, but that's my mom, though. She okay. Has a, that's my mom. That's the weekend. Saturday morning, she You know what I'm saying? Go through her, her picks. Yep. But my musical shit comes from more of like my sisters. So I have two of we, we go by five. So you didn't even know. You five, five, Yo, man, take this half a million. Ten years older. I'll see you in six months. They wouldn't have got nothing but months. If that. Ah, oh, shut the fuck up. Yo, my man, mute your mute camera. Mute Oh, so I'm talking about these niggas over here. This, this, this nigga yeah. doing the rap, man. So, like, see you in six months. We're like, what the fuck is he talking about? So, uh, so unprofessional. Yes, you know I'm recording. I'm recording. I'm like, yeah. He's ATF. ATF. So you were saying? Sorry about that. No, no, no. Um. Wait, you say that? you say your sisters yeah. were about yeah, five, so one is five, ten. Four are older, so I have one that's five years, one that's ten years older, and of course, one that's ten years older, she's already more outside than I am. So yeah. obviously, so if anything, she's the one bringing in special, I got it made on. So putting me on to video music box. I'm just watching yeah. her watch the music box. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just gravitating towards it. Because it wasn't her like, oh, you need to watch it. Which is something about it made me shift my attention that way. And I would, I was just little by little falling in love with the culture. And then, like, we fast forward a little bit. Not even fast forward, but it was already happening. You know, we had, you know, the little family house parties. And my cousin who lived upstairs was the DJ. Like, he literally had the two, the two turntables and a mixer and his, his whole vinyl collection. So, once so do you think that's where your mom got the idea from? To get the mixer to play her music at home, had that at home. She just knew, like, oh, he got one. Yeah, I guess somebody, somebody just told her, you know, preamp a cheap preamp, get mixer. Get a mixer, right? Okay. Oh, tough. So then that started, and that I know that started you way down the path. So you have vinyl in the crib already piling up and shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think like again, my first song that I can recollect off the top, as far as like my first hip hop record, it might be a special that gotta be that I can think Mm -hmm. of. Yeah, yeah, that was classic. I had the tape. Now, now, bus when that came out, yeah, I was in Lynn, Lynn, Massachusetts, and everybody was all like, when he said, "I'm not a Puerto Rican," so I'm speaking so that you know. Everybody thought he was Dominican because he said that. Because he said the line. That was the debate. I mean, he kind of looked. He, I mean, he could pass for a Dominican. Thank you. He had the curly flat top with the fade. Ah, didn't ah, didn't he look like Saul? Special Ed and everything. Yeah, he looked just like. He looked just like my older brother, yo. Crazy. Yeah, man. All right. Now I found that nigga was Jamaican. <laughs> yeah, push my wig back. Now that you said that, though, that's the first song you could recollect. What's the first hip hop song? Dula probably gonna say some shit. I don't even. None of us know. But go ahead, Ak. What was your first hip hop song that you could remember? Nigga, I'm like? before Sugar Hills. He's talking to the wrong nigga. Yeah, I know. He's talking to nigga that carried crazy. <laughs> He's like, I'm there for the performance, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. I was there for the performance. Nigga, I was actually, I was actually at the fucking battle with Kumo D and Busy B. That's how Ooh. far I go back. Legendary. Damn. Nineteen eighty two. I'm fourteen Cap? years old. What about you? Cap? He stuck me in. Grand Architect Paradise from X Clan. Big shout out. Damn. Oh man. Ended up being the host down at uh uh Land Quarters. He took me down there. Crazy. Crazy. All right, he outdid everybody. Fuck it. Let's just oh, move no, on. Oh no, guess who else was there? <laughs> who? Oh, with us, Larry. Oh, who? 
No, no, Larry no. Davis. Larry Davis. Oh. Larry Davis, my bad. Man, forget Larry. He used to, he used to wear that spike shit too. Yeah. Look like one of them niggas from 440. And he's from West Palm, right? He's from West Palm. Uh, no, he's from Woody Crest. Oh, okay. On the West Side, yeah. Yeah, he's from 167. Highbridge. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how you end up on that side, though? Huh? <laughs> that side of 1 point? Oh, the shoot I happened on over there, right? Nah, yeah. we all lived in Highbridge. We all lived in Highbridge. Me, him, Kevin Childs, all of us lived on that side forever. Then I just, when I got older, I, I got over on the 180th side. Got you. But Hybrid's in the spot. But that nigga, that nigga looked like one of them niggas from Full Force back then. <laughs> <laughs> he had the Melly Mel boots. <laughs> he had the Melly Mel boots. Nah. Yo, the fashion was crazy. Yo, yeah. you know, that would be that would be a dope idea if a lot of the hip-hop artists got together one year and just all collectively dressed like rappers from the 80s. That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. From the high leather boots. Was two niggas from Queens. To the fishnet so shirts, all out. that. Because I'm, I'm going to look like pre-84 pre gets reckless. Because before that, yes, them niggas had indeed. the fur collars with the golden child hat. There was, there was makeup involved. There was makeup involved. Yeah. Let's not forget. Eyeliner galore. <laughs> and that nigga Melly Mel was the best. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think had the B Street, the B Street started nigga, kid on the original, the original ad lib king. Yeah. And then they had the, the fucking earring raccoon. Uh, what do you call this? Raccoon earring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. And all right let's let's stay on subject we bug it cap what was your first rap song that you was like yo um honestly my first like recollection of hip-hop was early on with run dmc okay just because of my um my pops listening to shit in the house yeah. but when i really really was like oh this is dope and surprisingly enough it was NWA. No shit. And, sh and shout out to my um to my older cousins from Castle Hill. I used to go over there on the weekends back in the day when I was like eight, nine years old. And they were already a little older than me by like three mm. years. So they were a little ahead of their time. I, I mean, ahead of my time. And um, mm. I remember when NWA dropped, they were heavy on it. And I remember like reciting the little dope man skit. And all that, like, yo, yo it's Clyde A, Mr. Dope Man. Yeah. Thank you, Slick. Like, that was my shit. Like, yeah, now nah, she's sick, you know? I'm thinking of your cool old at 38. Yo, yo, classic. You can walk around singing it like it was a jingle. Like, it was like that's, some. <laughs> that's when I looked at hip hop, like, oh. And then it made me look at what was going on at home. And it was like, oh, we got KRS and. Mm. All these other guys, Rakim and blah blah blah. So it's like, oh yeah, I'm tapped in. Does Jam One count as like the, before I even knew what hip hop really was? That was the first song that I could remember. Just the shit. That shit was 19 minutes long. Yes, <laughs> that was a long ass record. Yo, the vinyl for that shit was long as fuck. Yeah, but big all records are long. Back single. Oh, yeah, you know what? For a single? I'm, I'm, gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you a little hip hop trivia. Some might know, but some might not know. We talk about first records, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, we all know about Sugar Hill, so I'm not even get into that story. Right. But the record that came out after that was Super Rapping by Flash when he used Seven Minutes of Funk. Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Now, on that same record, Melly Mel says the same rhyme on that record. That record came out in 1979. I was like in the uh, ninth grade or eighth grade or something like that. But then when the message came out, I was like, "Hey, I know this rhyme already." He said what, the same rhyme. Which twice. one was it? The first verse or the second? 
the second person goes, the child was born in the state of uh, love. But on the first record, that thing about just that day, remember, it was performance. So. Yeah, he said yeah. it's just so fast, nobody recognized it. But remember, and when they slowed it down, and a lot of a lot of those rhymes were written specifically for certain parties and jams. Yeah, it's all parties. It's a routine. It was a routine. It's like for instance, Cowboys playing the fame is what? Let me see if Lou remember this. What's Cowboys playing the fame? He named hip hop. There you go. That's his claim of fame. He talking the term hip hop. He talking the term. He talking the term hip hop. You know how I remember that? He's in jail right now for stabbing somebody. No, 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 that's Kid Creole. Oh no, that was Kid Creole. Kid Creole. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. That's fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Cap. Fake news. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, my bad. You know how I found yeah, that Cowboy out? Uh, token that. Russell Simmons yep. said that in the show. That's when I first heard that. What? He, Russell Simmons said that that he was like, yeah, Cowboy's big because he's he's the first one to ever say hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he kept that shit. He made sure cultural shit was kept in as far as information goes. Indeed. Other day. Hold on, I got another one for you. Uh oh. This one's Dusty for Lou and Cap. Who was the first Def Jam artist? Oh, oh. it wasn't um, it wasn't LL. It was Blondie. It was the Beastie Boys. No, no, no. It wasn't the Beastie Boys. It wasn't. It wasn't even Russell Simmons' label then. It's it's yours. It was Rubens. There you go. It's yours. Came out. Tila Rock. It's yours. Tila Rock. Tila Rock. Damn, that's right. It was. And then Russell joined forces with Rick Root. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Who said it? Yeah, y'all niggas really do know y'all shit from Young Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that? You see that? Yo, technically, technically, I'm in my forties already. Lou's knocking on the door. Lou's knocking on the door. Nah, but a lot of motherfuckers my age don't know shit. Yo, in another two years, Lou's gonna have a white strip on that on that front part of the the hairline, looking crazy with the Ray Bans. What are you talking about? You talking about this Akana right there? Yeah. Hey, but Lou, I I got a question for Lou Johnny. That that this this is what shocked me because Lou used to be in the studio quiet all the time. You know, we were talking stuff like that, and we just got tight. So one day the nigga pressed play. I'm like, damn, Buck killed that shit. He's like, uh, I kind of made that beat. <laughs> no, nah, I made that. I Buck who made that. Nigga said, I kind of made that beat. Kind of made that beat. Like, that that sounds like something he would say. I said, ooh. He's like, yeah, I don't talk about it. He said, that's for Reese. And then he just kept playing more stuff for Reese. I'm See, like, bullshit. I don't want to talk about it. for Reese. Oh, that's dude. that bullshit. Dude, did, you, did you do? Did you do the faithful me when we hear some shit like? Yeah, yo, it's not one. That's why this I got the term this. ugly face from. <laughs> ugly face from the I'm like, this goddamn nigga. Yeah. What that for? He's like, that's for Reef. No, my loyalty to Reef. Man, we about to. I'm, a, I'm loyal in a few minutes. And remember, and remember what 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 Lou said earlier about his personal style and like he was kind of like half and half. That shit resonated it, it, in his beats too because he was making yeah. some gloomy shit. Yeah, the shit was dark. You know. Yeah, he was now, making some gloomy, dark, and it's like violins, <laughs> horns, guitars. You had one with a fucking harp, harp in the shit. So hold up, Dula. So is his musical ear as weird as mine? Because I'm yes. weird. But 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 he he combined his drums are so smooth. Yeah, and then, that's my I, I don't that's my Achilles heel. I suck it's at just, drums. I don't know what the fuck, but he just it all. Put and it, DJs DJs always have a little advantage. Yeah, ear wise. I would hope so. I would. Yeah. I'm about to send him some of my samples then and have him like, flip them because 
I try to I try to convince some of my peers about that. Like I'm like, you know, if you're really a DJ, I feel like you should have like this automatic thing of having an ear to spot the record. But yeah. then there's also a group of these DJs that are just treating it as a hustle. So the music thing, they're not fans of music. Again, they're just following they're just playing records and playing records. You know what I'm saying? So whatever. Yeah. A whole other conversation. And yelling into the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's more. So then- uh, sidebar production question then I already yeah. asked Cap this he said he he, he was more on the the uh, Fruity Loop side were you on a, like a, a physical drum machine or were you more on a computer I was since because my age group and yeah. my uh, my I say what I can afford as a child yeah. <laughs> uh, Fruity Loops was the first thing like okay. my boy put me on to that um, it was funny because even before you know the Fruity Loop thing is you know how you, let's say I think what probably by like the fifth grade or something niggas start introducing like the floppy disk like just like okay, you had your computer class, yeah. And they'll make you buy a punk ass floppy disk for no reason. Yeah. The data. So my dumbass, I'm not even. I mean, I'm not dumbass, but just not caring about the class itself. I see the floppy disk, I automatically think about the the MPC. So I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck that. I load some sounds into this shit, and so I just try to figure out how to load sounds into it. So I load the sounds into it and go to Guitar Center, and just popping my disk in and just start doing beats. I could tell with smart. the floppy disk and shit. So it was that first, but then obviously I couldn't afford a twelve hundred dollar machine, and yeah, you know it was yeah, yeah. hack software. My boy gave me like the early, super early Fruity Loops, so maybe we could chop on there. And it was on that, that point on, like it was off to the races. You know, it was my first was, beat machine. Yeah, yeah. So yes. there was no uh, was first, my beat, first beat machine. I still have it. Oh wow, the Zoom joint. That's crazy. Zoom I remember joint. seeing that shit in the back of the source. Like I used to feed for little shit like that. Like oh, oh my god. Hell yeah. I used to draw that shit. I used to draw a Triton next to a MPC. You see? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You're from that the same group. Yeah, right? man. And then Swizz <laughs> played out every single sound on the Triton. That you could... It was more just you know, Swizz just a Why are you looking at me like that? I, look at look at our face. Cat, what are we talking about? Mm. Oh, oh, he's not okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, got it, got it, got it. Sorry, my bad. I mean to cut you off, Lou. My bad. Shout out. That's all good. Yeah. So, all right, so, um, all right, that's growing up. And then you said you worked the whole summer. You said this on the last episode. You said you worked the um, yeah. the whole summer. Once you got that turntable, what year was that? When you got that set? Uh, first setup might have been, I think, two thousand, two thousand, two thousand. All right. Hold up, yeah, you five years at. Because yeah, there was close. a lot of Neptune's records. I remember around that time period, I bought the, the, the obviously the setup, and then like all the things that were popping were all Neptune's records. Got you, got you. All right. So he was already twenty years in. Yes, yes. All right. So then you started there, and then practice every day, every day, every day, every day, huh? Yeah, that was just nonstop. Yeah. And then so you start harnessing. Is that where you say you? De- what? Until my shit got fucked up at a house party. Like that's 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 where this is where the production shit comes into play. So let's say I'm I have the setup probably for like three years, maybe max. It wasn't long either. Hmm. So probably three years max. I'm doing a house party in Kingsbridge. Um, some shit happens. You know what I'm saying? Parties get deaded. So I go to use the bathroom, and I guess motherfuckers is mad about the party was getting cut short. So somebody took a bottle of hypnotic and just emptied out on turntables and the mix and shit. Mine, wow. mine, I'm 13, 14 years old. Keep this in mind. Again, I'm just a young just you know, just, just DJing shit, whatever, and dude just demolished my shit with wow. a liquor bottle, whatever, on the exit. I don't know who the person was. I just seen just the, the aftermath of when I got back. Yeah, bro. 
That's crazy. And my, my turntable setup is done. And then at that same time, I'm weird enough, the CDJ era is being introduced to the game. Oh, okay. Which is a whole other thing I couldn't afford because I'm like, you want me to spend $1,500 per deck then to buy everything on CD or, you know, go through that process. It's, it yeah. comes like the whole thing. I was like, fuck that. And then somebody handed me Fruity Loops and that took my time. And this is the two thousand. All right, this is right. That's before, crazy. Right before Fifty Cent era, it's yeah, about yeah, to wait. explode. Yeah, exactly. Got you. Yeah, so he's about to take it all. And um, so all right. So then, fast forward that. Then the Fifty Cent era. You just still kept DJing parties. Like, what was your first? No, there was parties. I mean, I remember the, the equipment was ruined. So yeah. now I'm, I'm just learning. I'm just studying. Okay. So there, there's basically this is when the Rockefeller like run starts. Yeah. So this is when the Kanye. Well. So now it's easier to also find the samples because, of course, you know, now we have the internet around yeah. the juice. So me and my boy would sit there and just pull up the samples. And how I started how to learn to do beats is I would, I would almost re-engineer the entire beat. So find the sample, try to find the drums, try to match everything to the T, the pitch correct. And who that like sound that. like, Ock? Who that sound like? That sound just like me. That was my first thing. I tried to remake Jay Z's rhyme no more, even though it was just a sample, but. Uh, my man Jamie Donna gave me a little mixer, and I was just like, "Oh shit, you can speed the shit up, slow it down, reverse it." And all. I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, exactly." Okay, mm -hmm. okay. So you start learning that. Now this is this is the thing that me and Dula call the ear. When did you start developing the ear? You know what I mean? Like you know that all right. This is the thing that I'm good at picking out these samples or hearing a certain part of the record that nobody else catch. When did you start developing that? I think or I had it. Always had it. I think I always had it. I think it comes yeah. from the just the DJing shit. Like that's yeah. what I say again. It was just, but out of everything, you know, you, you think about uh, as a kid. You know, you have your parents, you have your friends, whatever, who always try to push you to do certain shit, whether mm -hmm. it's play sports or whatever. My dad wanted me to base me like for me to be playing baseball and shit. You know, Puerto Rican dreams. Like yep. let's get be playing yeah. whatever. That shit didn't even last night for the season. I quit. Like I was like, it's not for me. <laughs> like dead ass. I was like, like fuck this shit. Give me the headphones. Give me the Walkman. Like. I'm over this shit. Like, this ain't for me. And it was yeah. something about just music. So I can always point out even sometimes a single, like, early on as a kid. You know what I mean? Like, I think I had, what? What was, was in, um on the first Tupac album? I think Brenda was, uh, Brenda, Brenda had a baby, baby first single, correct? Mm -hmm. Wasn't that the first single? I Get Around wasn't no, the single. No, it was Trapped. No. Trapped was the first single. I Get Around was on Digital Underground shit. No, no, no I Get Around was uh, no, the second it's, it's album, the Strictly For My Niggas. Yes, so whatever. So it goes in towards that era. So it was like, even when I Get Around wasn't even technically a single, I picked that record on my own, like going like, this record is dope. Yeah. And right. then it became a single and I was really burning that shit as a kid. Like I was like, this shit is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know, having the ear to even pick out sometimes what I felt like was a single and it actually happened. Like that let me I, know. I also think too, like even just growing up, like being from a musical background, like obviously we come from, uh, a background where like music is is real influential and it's key to like everyday shit you know what i'm saying and it taps you into a lot of moods mm -hmm. so growing up i think you you kind of developed the ear because i'll tell you one thing my mom played more spanish music in the house than anything mm -hmm. and i hated this shit i hated it <laughs> because whenever i played my music she would tell yeah. me to turn it down right yeah. but i say that to say this I knew when there was a good Spanish song that she was listening to, yeah, because I appreciated it. Here, I was like, "You, you, oh, nah, this, this one is dope!" Like, on the records, yeah. And then there were certain songs, and then you know that graduated to me, you know, finding out who Mark Anthony was and all yeah. these other people. And 
So I think, you know, it gets it, going on a journey. Yeah. Depend depending on, you know, how you come up to around music, you kind of develop that shit at an early age if you're around it because mm-hmm. you know it's trash and you know it's not okay. at yeah. a certain point. And it stops you. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when you're a music fanatic, it's going to stop you and you're going to go, what is that? Like, if yeah, you're yeah. curious enough to go, what is that? Then again, there's no, you don't have to hear. Like, you're, again, you're not feeding to, to, again, it's not, it's that, that, that little bit of addiction that we have as music guys. We go, all right, what is that song? I need to hear, I need to hear that again or uh, see if my ears is fuck with me or not. Like, this shit sounds dope. Like, yeah. what is that shit? And thank God we had that technology now. We could just pull our phone out, wave that shit. Luckily, yeah. Shazam that shit. Yeah, because they'd be back in the day, me and Dula, something, we'd be Excuse out of Excuse me, fellas. Yep. We'd be out of something and we'd hear some strange musical shit and be like, what is that? And then I would go have to go home to the crib and look it up on YouTube or something like that, and or have to find a CD somewhere at CD Warehouse. There's a spot down here that sold, and it was like a consignment CD shop. I would get all my samples from there, and that's why I credit Alchemist to want me to make beats because he was sampling opera shit. So I was just buying tons of opera CDs for a dollar, yeah. spent the whole night listening to it, and I come up with some crazy shit and do it. Be like. All right, the sample's ill, but you know your drums yeah, are whack. For me, for me was was Havoc. Havoc gave me something similar where it was like you know mm-hmm. obviously Havoc using the Scarface shit. Yeah. I was like soundtrack, soundtrack. So he's on to something. Yep, yep. Musical scores so, left and right. So yeah, of course you go to any like local uh, uh, Salvation Army, you're gonna get a soundtrack somewhere. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find. Have you ever? Like- tell me, have you ever had this? Then I'm pretty sure you have. Have you ever picked out a sample and made a beat to it? And then all of a sudden, a couple years later, you hear a, a famous producer use the same exact beat. Oh, yeah. The same sample, I mean. Like, I think almost happened like three times already at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like three times it happened at this point. And yeah. I'm not mad at it because I also still feel like, well, only like probably on two of them. Like, better. Yeah. It, no, it, it like, know I'm on the right path. Like, all right. I'm like, all right, cool. I could probably. I agree, remember, I'm a, matter of fact, Lord, I think we had that discussion. I was like, yo, Lou, ain't that the shit you use? I forgot which, which track it was. Like, yeah. I said, how the fuck? I said, but your shit. One day I said, I said, your shit sound better though. It was yeah. one of them. I forgot yeah. who it was. It was one of those somebody. That, it was it was somebody that was famous. That's happened. Time. Yeah. That's happened for sure. EPMD, keep it moving. KIM, that sample that. Uh-huh. That I sampled that, and I still have the beat in this damn machine. I was like, oh, it just lets me know that I'm on the right track. You know? Yeah. You know? All right. So I had I had a, a couple of little uh, other ones though. When you started getting on though, like what was your first DJ set like as like Incredible Boy? Like what was that like? Where was it too? By the way, like time frame. It's funny, man. I swear, and it's like it, it's weird. Like I, I look back at it, and I uh, it fucks. Like, it's, I don't know. I kind of laugh because it's weird because it, it happened quick, and I think sometimes that's where I, I kind of don't realize it because it happened so fucking fast. Like. As far as from me going, all right, I'm picking this shit up again because again, there was a long hiatus of me not DJing at all. Oh, right, right. From 2000, whatever that was, 2002 to almost 2010, I have I, I don't touch a turntable at all. Like yeah. that comes from me being at a session and I have to, somebody asked for uh, scratches on a record. That's when even I found out I DJ. Yep. Uh, so I was like, yo, we need scratches for a record. I raised my hand. They're looking at me like, when the fuck are you DJ? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And Buck had a CDJ and a mixer. We pulled up the samples and I'm cutting the joints. They're looking at me like, yo, you ever heard of Serato? Like, it's Ed. <laughs> Ed, was the first, Ed was the first one because mm. Buck has had it. Shout out to Ed Branch. Big Ed. Ed Branch, who was there, he was like, yo, I need to put you on something. He's like, you actually, yo, you don't sound that bad. He was like, you fucked me up just now. And he was like, 
He was like, niggas, because you, you can use turntables again. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because, again, not a CDJ average running the game. Exactly. You can use turntables again. And I'm like, stop fucking with me. Like, I'm like, yo, bro, like, stop playing with me. Like, no, I'm like, That's the thing again? Yeah. <laughs> video clip, I think it was Jazzy Jeff. And he was like, yo, like, this shit costs like 550, 600 bucks. Ed was DJing, no? At one point himself? Or yeah, they, yeah. he had like a little setup, yeah, right? Yeah, Ed always DJ, yeah. And he there said, you he always had beats too. There so, you go. And oh, he was more in tune, but again, because him working with Finesse, Finesse was one of the first people who had Serato. So he was already mm. early on to the Serato. He's like, you got to see this shit. He shows me this shit. And I'm like, bet the next week I was like going Craigslist. And again, people are just getting turntables are dead. There's nobody's talking about turntables. A dude has a setup in Long Island, two techniques, brand basically you know, only home use. Wow. Two needles included with the stylus, mixer, coffin. 300 bucks. I'm like, yo, I'm picking wow. up. Wow. Wow. So, you said 300 bucks. Out of turntables, I take, like, I forgot how I even scrambled at this point because I was just living, like, literally living in the studio, not getting paid, just, just being there, making joints. And I scrambled, like, 500, went to 14th Street and picked up the Serato box from the Tulsa on 14th. Almost damn near cried because I was like, this shit better pan out. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, yeah, this 500 hurts. I'm like, to let this 500 go right now hurts. Yeah. But I was like, I'm like, we gonna, I'm like, I, bl- I believe in this shit for some reason. I'm like, the, I feel the, like it's gonna the, work. The struggling artist, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this like, uh, I can make this 500 stretch out for a little while. <laughs> for real. Good <laughs> investment, my friend. Good investment. Good investment. And then almost, it's funny, almost like three months later, I, I had the balls to enter a competition and then I won the competition. And mm. fucking won five grand a trip to Vegas like it was like that, again, I'm loving that, that yo that was, that was crazy because oh y'all was there you know yeah, well, I, yeah I, at that awesome. point at that point Lou was already you know we were all in the mix with each other but it's crazy just hearing that story because I didn't know it, it took off that fast like I already like all right Lou DJs. He DJs and he produces. Like, that's how I looked at it. Like, but the DJ shit came later. You didn't see that shit coming. That's a problem. Right, but that's, and, uh, what, I'm, I that's what I'm saying. So I didn't really know, like, the backstory of the DJ. And to me, it was like, oh, he produces and he DJs. And, uh, oh, shit, uh, he's in this fucking uh, competition. Oh, shit, Lou won. Like, oh, shit, Lou's doing this now. Lou's doing that. And it's, yeah, like, it's like, oh, so shit, fast. nigga's really a DJ. <laughs> you, think, see what I mean? like, you know what I'm saying? But Like, this shit went from just him. We seen him one morning. With it, and he said, "I'm gonna do his DJ shit." We see him do a club here, a club here, and then I do this competition. After the competition, it was like, I, I do that, get a nice little club run, and then all of a sudden the Kim situation pops up, and I'm working with Kim, and I'm on tour. Like it yeah, just happened yeah. within a year, almost that happened. All Damn right. near. Elaborate on this Kim situation because I seen that. I seen on your Instagram you DJ for Kim in Africa, and I'm like, oh shit. So how did that, was that now, that's another one of my questions I have for you too, though. Who was the first artist that you've met that you fanned out for? And who's chewing that? Oh, that's, that's, that's I'm sorry. No, that's all good. <laughs> you can actually hear that? All I heard was, yeah, I, I thought he was bad. trying to make a beat. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was making a beat or something. <laughs> my bad. All of y'all heard that. None of y'all motherfuckers like right say nothing. Here. None no, of y'all say shit. Yeah, y'all ain't shit. Y'all hit me chomping. Y'all ain't saying shit. I'm going to the Michael Bishop. I was trying to figure out where it was coming from. So I'm looking at the cameras. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm over here trying to be low with my crackers and shit. 
Horrible. So so how did so how did the the, the the little Kim situation come about though? Funny enough, it almost it, weird enough, and it's like even how Ox says like the whole loyal to Reef shit. It comes even from the Reef tree to an extent because um, Reef his other like DJ or his actual show DJ is DJ Buggy, and DJ Buggy was DJing for Kim at the time. Okay, and weird enough, I think. He had a nice. He was he was bubbling in the city at one point, and he I guess he looked at his summer calendar. And was like my summer calendar is lit. Yeah. And she had to do a promo tour. I should she called him out of nowhere for a promo tour, and he was like, "I might make more money on this side than I do rocking with her over here, especially that I got my name lit a little bit." So got you. He was like, "I might want to take the summer off. It's going to benefit me, and I can still whatever after he said this summer shit is up." So he was mm-hmm. like, "Y'all just need a replacement for the summer." So. He calls, uh, I think he asked Reef, Reef about me. Um, I showed up to the audition, did the audition, and took it. You know what I'm saying? Like, got the audition first night. We was on the road the following week. Like, it was uh, like, that fast. Like, it was like audition one week, and then the next week, we were like in fucking Vermont. Like, getting it popping. Crazy. No shit. So, can, can, real, Joe, Johnny, hold on real quick. Uh, Lou, can you remind me real quick? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I was told at one point, but now that you mention him, I really can't remember. How did you um? How did you link up with Reef real quick? Oh, Reef. Um, there's these dudes from my block who I grew up with. Um, Alan O. Um, somehow they have a relationship with Reef. They're like some like my big homies from the, from from the block. And okay. They were they were the dudes who spotted me as a kid. You know what I'm saying like on a Huffy bike with headphones on, like Matt Young. Like they was like this kid don't give a fuck about nothing that's going on. Like he was yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the zone with his music. Anytime That's we talk, it. we talk about music, we see him walking mm-hmm. out the block with a Source magazine. Like they was like, yo, like, and they would stop me because again, it was like this is a little wet. Like I, I was in the tallest kid, none of that shit. So they was just looking at me like in awe, like look at this little nigga, and, and right, right. stop me and be like, yo, what you know about that? And da, 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 da. Like who are you listening to? And then they they seen the whole music to me early, and then <laughs> told them I did beats. They took me to Reef, and then that's how that relationship started. Gotcha, gotcha. Got all right, cool. All right. Thanks. And then, so, all right, what is tour life like with Little Kim? Like, because this, at this point, what album are we talking about? Are we talking about uh, Notorious Kim? Or are we talking about Bella Mafia? The only thing that I, and it's, it's no knock to her, it's just timing, but um, I caught, I guess, that last, her last wave. This is after um, Light is Up. Okay. Yeah. But this is after light is up, so I'm I'm that. I'm- that was like what 2004, 2005, maybe. Oh, 2008. Oh, that late? Oh, shit, that think- late? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Cause then I'm, I'm, I got the job in 2010. Right. Oh, okay, okay. So that's it. I hanging off that realm of time because that was our closer. Our closer was light is up every time. Gotcha. Got you. So that was. Oh, the tour, no, tour, tour is dope. Yeah, you know, one thing I could say about them, you know, um, obviously I don't work for her anymore, but there's no there's no malice as far as the experience. Like, I could say she's somebody who is a sweetheart. Um, she cares about her, her fucking team. Like, and she even showed me, if, like, as far as care about my opinion. Like, that was, that was I guess, something where she trusted me in early yeah. on. Like, she was like, you know, I'm giving you this job, and you're also, like, my hype man. Like, there's, there's a point where I'm basically her hype man. Yeah, I remember that much, Lou. I've seen a couple of shows. I was like, damn, this nigga's a hype man, too? Yeah, you said, you know, have the intro and all that. So the record's on on, on time and none of that shit. It's me also, you know, Mm -hmm. a water break, and she needs five minutes. I got to run the crowd for the next five. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're not fans of me. They're fans of us. So how can keep these people entertained for this moment? Got like, you. In, in those in those in those situations and shit like that. So got you. So all right. So is that? Would you say that that's the first like super big artist that you you've ever like met? Is that the first big one? Um, metal no. worked with. No, oh, I mean worked with worked with. I could say yeah because okay. that that's for sure. That, that almost felt like I, you yeah, know, but besides Buck because also you know I ain't well, gonna yeah. Have, yeah. Or whatever like I, I looked up to buck and to get the phone call from him and be at his studio like again same thing it's like the speed mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. it's a mind fuck like it goes for me read the source magazine read an article about him you know what i'm saying whatever and be like this is the dude who I, i'm a fan of like whatever and then like a year later it's like yo like what are you doing right now bring a bcd i, I, I want to chop it up back like <laughs> yeah 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 for sure yeah Always came in like these random things. So with the Kim shit, same thing. It was like you know being a fan, of young, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So um, all right. Now as far as like fan, like you're a fan, and of course we all are hip hop fans. Have you ever met somebody that you like completely fanned out, or you try to keep it cool but you couldn't help it? Like, has there been somebody that you met like that? Fun. Damn it, man! Pun. I wish I'd have. For sure, it's the only one. Again, that's like, and the funny thing is, like, once I once that happened, I felt like moving forward, there was no real starstruck shit. Yeah, moving forward, you know what I'm saying? Like, I might have seen somebody, but I was bugged out. That's whatever. Or I look around the room and I'm tripping. Of I, I look at myself, I'm having a moment where I'm going. 15 years ago, I was here, and this moment, I'm with this person, this person right. sitting down next to this person, and we're talking about Saved by the Bell. Some stupid shit. Like I'm like, this is happening. So, That's crazy. So, what was the pun situation like? You just seen him on the block or something, or show, or what? Um. Well, anybody who knows pun, pun didn't give a fuck. He would be in the hood, and like seeing pun, um, almost not even say he became regular, but we seen him more often than usual for the fact that also Tony Sunshine is from my neighborhood. Like he's he was he's go back and forth between Forest and East Tremont, uh-huh. so. Like he would be on around my neighborhood, and he had his cousin who also like was was a singer. So they motherfuckers would get drunk at singles, and they'll have to sometimes look for this nigga. He'll be posted on the block, and then whatever. So seeing pun sometimes pull up to the block was was crazy. You know, pun would be on Tremont bugging whatever. So I seen him a few times. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, man. Recipe yeah. pun. Yeah, Dula keeps having that story about him jumping on his back and shit. Yo, <laughs> my nigga forehead over here. That's all I see yeah, over here. Yeah, he's he's trying to. He's trying to. Yeah, he's there you go. He gonna be like, show your beautiful self. He gonna be like, I'm like this fuck. Yo, Cap. You know what? Not to him, we'll call it real quick. Even back to the punch here, real quick. <laughs> you know, I got in the stash. I got the entire Terror Squad, the first album signed by each individual member. Oh, fire! Shit. You got, that, that's probably the memorabilia that I got inside. I, I got a I got a fun story for y'all, and I, I regret it. I like I I regret it. Today you got day, a fucking starting. Go ahead. <laughs> but um, one day on a summer day, <laughs> <laughs> um, I get a text right from Buck. Buck had got the crew, um, these sky tell pages. This was when like texting became a thing. This is like late nineties. I'm talking like two way. Yeah, it was in a it was in a two way era, but it was the regular joint that you could send a message through, right? So I want to say like ninety seven, ninety eight around there. But you know, he got the crew one, so we could communicate, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. Get a message, and mind you, I don't know if 
if Lou, if you remember, but back then you would have to call the operator from whatever plan, like Motorola or whatever you was on, and tell her the message that you wanted to appear on the next person deeper. Like it was crazy. The setup oh, was no. retarded. No, see, that was I, I came for that. My man, it was retarded. It was retarded. Rate. But you know, we thought it was a shit. Anyway, I get a message one day on a summer day. Yeah, I'm coming through to scoop you up. Mind you, I'm having a fight with my baby moms, with my son's mom, right? Fight gets to the point where it escalates and, you know, she starts to get a little physical and blah, 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 right? I wound up with, like, a blemish or two on my face, right? So now I'm like, not only am I mad, but... I don't want to link up with my niggas because I don't want them to see me scratches. with scratches on my face, right? I just went through some dumb shit. I want to keep explaining the situation over yeah. and over. Yeah, so I go to the roof to smoke a blunt because I lived on the fifth floor of my building. Go to smoke a blunt, cool off. Who do I see? Pull up to the block. I see Buck. At the time, he had a, a blue navigator. Pulls up, and I automatically, I'm like, oh, that's Buck. So I see him hop out. I think he was with Joe Sex. Um, I, him and Joe hop out. Little do I know, they have Cuban Link in the truck as well. But he doesn't hop out. So I see Buck hop out. He asks one of the homies, yo, what's up with Cat? And I'm looking at the nigga from the group. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going nowhere. Like, So I ducked him, right? Come to find out later that night, he was coming to pick me up. Because he was going to go meet with Pun to play some music. And I, I don't have to tell you the rest of the story, right? You but missed out because you are. I you missed know. out. And then yeah. shortly. shortly I had to get some water. <laughs> right, yep. Shortly after that, shortly after that, probably like two months later, I get locked up. I go up top. <clears throat> and one morning, you know, one of the homies up top, you know, he knew I was a a big pun fan. He's like, yo, your man just passed away this morning. I was like, what? Damn. And it was like, yeah, pun, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, shit. So I always regretted that moment. Like, mm-hmm. I missed out. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. So, crazy. Yeah. The funny shit, Dula, do you know that uh, he died the day before Saul's birthday, too, which is the day before your birthday? The 27th, the 28th? Yeah, you talking about when uh, Big Pun died? Yep. Yeah, he died before my birthday. Yeah, he died right before Saul's birthday, too. Like, God damn. Well, that was, a, that was a hurt one right there. I was like, shit. Yeah, that, hit, that, that, that fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I was going to say. That fucked me up. I was going to say. Because I was in full, like, rapper mode at that time. Like, I'm going hard with this shit. And, it was MC mode. Like, you a god to me, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. point blank, period. You a god. That's what I always say. Dude, and, he's in the and we finally got something at home. Yeah, yeah I got something at home. home. He like home. me. He you know what I'm saying? We rep the same town. Like, he brought let's home. fucking go. Like, mm-hmm. So I was super amped. So that shit really, really fucked me up. You know? All right. So that's but yeah, that, that's my, my missed opportunity. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's your, your pun story. All right. So then this is the, uh, a question for, uh, for all y'all. I, I got when you fanned out. Dula, did you ever fan out for anybody? No. Hell yeah. Stop. Yeah. Don't do it. Dula, don't do it. Dula fans out just reading a meeting a regular person. <laughs> That's just who Dula is. 
He's like, like yo, let me go yo. If the vibe is on point, forget it. He'll talk to you like he's known you for years. He does that to everybody. That's, that's the beauty of art, though. That's the beauty of art. Gotta right? love art. He'll do that. He'll do that to fucking. He'll do that to even racist. He'll do that to rich white doctors. The thing is, if if Ak is not saying anything, it's great when somebody sees Ak for the first time and he's not saying anything. Like if he has his shades on and shit. Yeah. And he's not saying anything. First, he's just intimidated. They're like, "Who the fuck is the dusk and Suge Knight ass nigga in the corner?" Like, <laughs> fear the beard. Yeah, and and then and then he just start joking and shit, or he just uh, or, or a female walk by, and it's a different type of. Oh yeah. I can go and see, and it's hilarious. He hey, just, Lou, you remember uh, when them niggas tried to jump on me? Wait, what? You know what? Uh, <laughs> fucking deep, the D twelve nigga. Listen, my favorite uh, experience was you versus Gene Nelson, but we ain't gonna get into oh, that here. But you versus Gene Nelson was some of the most funniest shit in my Gene, life. Gene went in. I said, "Damn, Gene, yo, we yeah, we down in Atlantic." Just, uh, just as a sidebar uh, for, I guess, the listeners, yo, Gene, Gene no, Nelson is Little Kim's A and R. Gene's going in on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's why I had my flower shirt on. He didn't let him. Yo, ain't let, from the moment I walked in the door. Nah. Who is this sexy Muslim? I remember, oh, I remember, I, I tell you one, I remember a story where I go on a meet up with Swiss and he went in a lime green sleeveless sweater with the button up under ah, the and was he killing had on, he had and on his was killing. Face. You remember that, remember, dude, yeah. right? MySpace, exactly. I remember that, that picture. picture. Yep. Oh my God. And I remember I coming back, yeah, got up with Swiss, this, that, and the third. It's like, you wore that? Yo, <laughs> you wore that sweater? You crazy Yo. They love it. I was like, wow. Yo. Oh, cool. He's he been able to wear some nah, shit. Ak was on his Young Dro shit before Young Dro. Oh, there was Young Dro Ak, and there was Isaac Hayes Ak at one point. Where Thank he was putting down I was heavy mode. Yep. Nah, he, he pulled it to my block one time. It was the like funniest shit, too. And you know this is hilarious. Cause you made I came with the accurate legend, man loud, blasted Isaac Hayes. Motherfucking dead ass. Next time they can see me in the block, they was like, yo, who the Isaac Hayes nigga that picture up the other day? <laughs> I got a, I better send him the picture from you in the 717 days. This nigga had like a silver uh, shirt with his long ass scarf going down to, to his belt. Nah, I, I can put it together. I love we'll make it work. Nah, I, yeah, I can swag it out. Oh, don't, don't let us have a meeting. Don't let us have a meeting. We got a meeting. Ooh, my boy bringing out oh, the shirt. So it's yeah, got, got, got my man bag and everything. I'm telling you. The beard gets combed. The shades yes. is different. The shades is different. You slapping the shades out? Yep. The, yo, the beard is glistening. Man. Yo, we went to a lot of fucking meetings, man. Yo, hey, Lou, you want to go see True Life? I'm giving another reason why Here I'm going to do We go see True Life. That's what True Life is beefing with the Jim Jones niggas. First of oh, all, this is early. Yeah. And first of all, there's a lot of weapons around. I'm like, you know, I'm not too comfortable. But he goes in the booth and he does some shit, right? So he comes out. What do y'all think? And he goes, Lou. Yeah. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna be a bug. I looked at me like, this might not be the room for that shit. Yo, like this. I said, please ask me. Ask me. They said, like, please ask me. Yeah, come say hi. <laughs> I want to go home tonight. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> what do you think, Lou? Like, <sighs> yo, 
Look gave him a sigh. I do have thoughts. <laughs> wow. But, but you know the beauty of it? He took the nigga's advice and went back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worked, the whole, and the B got re the, the B got re-looped differently, everything. I made them almost redo the whole shit. It was actually the the ditch is over. The when he right? recorded when he was recording the ditch is over, I was uh, there for that session. That's what the session yeah, we wow. was there for. Yep, for the bridge is over, yep. So wow. they, they had the beat looped a certain way, and I was like, nah, you gotta fix that. And this and I was looking at me like I'm like, Yo, <laughs> speak, speaking speaking of that era, that J intro. On his mixtape. Mm-hmm. Oh man, such a tease. Yo, I love that intro so much, mm-hmm. bro. Like, oh man. Crazy. Yo, you know, you know what it is though? Yo, his, his, nigga, yo, yo, but yo, actually, yo, and back to truth, Oof. his album was actually crazy. Like, yeah, the Rockefeller album was insanity, but Dude, no one was ever gonna hear it. That other song he had, I think, um, I think it was called No He Didn't, murdered that. He had that. He had a joint called Funeral Arrangements, where he's talking about his actual fucking funeral plans, like how he's gonna map out his whole shit. Nah, he went in Crazy. on that project. Nah, nah. True Life's album has some shit. Like, he, I know he comes he off in. as you, you got like almost like the super street hardcore rapper, whatever. Like almost like the Smack DVD kind of personality mm-hmm. thing, but yeah. the dude actually know how to put a record together. Like hey, he can rap his ass off. Like he's not super lyrical, lyrical but dude. a motherfucker could tell a story and he can get his point across like real sharp. Got you. Got you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, oh, hey, 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 Lou. Hold on, I think you came with us to that one too. Did, did you come down there when, when yeah you was with us. When we met Joel Ortiz? Well, did you come with me and Buck then? Probably not. Yo, that's what I was like, who the fuck is this nigga? Probably not. <laughs> I didn't know the nigga was, no, I knew. We, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't call it Joel Ortiz. He that he was signed to Dr. Dre first. Yeah, yeah, but that, I remember, that. yeah, I remember that shit, Paul. Everybody forgets that shit. Mm-hmm. Most from the slaughterhouse shit, I was like, nah. No, that was way before that. Yeah, I said, this nigga's been dope forever. No the slaughterhouse is yeah. yeah, nah, but yeah, True, True has an album in the can that, that is super fire <laughs> and no one's gonna hear it. The, 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 the story supersedes his talent. But true is a good and he Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. His the, 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 the shenanigans over override what he could have did. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. All right. So then let's move it right along. So speaking of like artists, like you said you got that in the can and you're probably never gonna hear it. Who's the artist starting starting Yeah, started with Lou. Who is the artist that you was like, Oh, this motherfucker when he come out, he's gonna go and then they they didn't go oh. nowhere. I got miles already. I know you. Oh, uh, and they and they didn't go nowhere. Yeah, yeah, that you were like, oh, oh shit, man. he's about to go. Nah, we we can't front. I mean, you know, we, we can we can start off. I mean, it's gonna be a few we can name, but we could start off with cannabis. Yeah, like, yeah. we can't deny what cannabis hype was initially, and what we yeah. what we looked at him as early on, and so it happened. Like yeah, it's right. sad almost because it was like that dude was the dude that you didn't want to finish your fucking posse cut. Yeah, because this nigga was that type of dude, like bar wise. So cannabis was was disappointing to see. Um, Saigon shit. What I say, I, I could be what honest. I say me and you on me and you I could be honest. Saigon, page. I think even even honestly, it's funny enough. Consequence got yep. kind of fucked up a little bit because. Instead of taking the, the the Def Jam good music deal, he took a Sony Red yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yep. Even so, though that album was fire. No, the album was great. That That's a very great album. I mean, the concept and everything. That that album came out of even for me as a as what I was going through in life. Like I was like, this is like yeah. for every dude who's like a nine to five trying to do the music yep. shit for yep. real, and yep. you know trying to balance both. So yeah. like that that was a very crucial album, very dope. You um, took you so. took my fucking answer though. That's what I was gonna say. Saigon. I actually thought Saigon but, and, uh, and Corey Guns. 
I thought Corey, Corey too. Was, yeah, thousand percent. Corey, Corey. I, we thought Corey was going to be from, from the mixtape era, like what, the first mixtape. Yes, I was like, this kid is crazy. Yes, like, and then all hey, of a look, sudden, go ahead. Cat, I told this. What I told Johnny. Mine's hands down is Jay Electronica. I thought he was going to have the same, he, same thing. Song. Same shit. Yeah, yeah, same thing. He goes right after the Saigon. Yeah, hey, he is. He's like, so like is, it, is it like the unofficial curse of Just Blaze? Nah, put that on him, but. He's super, he's super witty with it, yo. Yes. Yeah, I, I love Jay Elect, yo. Is that your pick too, Jay Elect? I would I would say Jay Elect mm-hmm. was probably um I expected was probably I wanted BDC was created to be longer. Yeah. yeah. That would have been but nice. Then getting too. popped and losing a lung will change that up pretty quickly. Well that and, and even even that that split up. The, the, even the breakup yeah. hurt him, like yeah. musically. Yeah, the song. Like, I feel like he had no direction after sadly. Yeah. The song when he went at Jay, where he used the mob deep like the. You see that song. happens, like that yeah. comes into play. That yeah. makes it weird. So we seen him a bunch a of times. Of that was when Dula flexed his uh his ackiness. It was a uh, what was that Lincoln University ack? <laughs> yeah. It was Beanie. It was Beanie. <clears throat> a young Chris couldn't have been no older than thirteen. Young Chris is this tiny little kid. Wow. They made him freestyle for four minutes. He thought he was done. He was like. Keep going, nigga. And then do a little nah, bit like came in, that was a great introduction. He probably yeah. has one of probably one of the best introductions into to rap. Mm-hmm. Like he's another one, honestly. You could say young Chris yeah. could fit in that category of somebody who you thought was gonna have such an amazing career because yeah. of the way they were trying to set him up. Yeah. And right. nothing really I ain't gonna say nothing came out of it. They had yeah. two albums that they had on the on the label, but yeah. you expect them to be again, yeah, for how they was a projecting them that we thought it was if anything, you they expected the Kanye success happened to him before Kanye. Yes. True. Happened. True. Uh, Ak though Ak was all like Watch the Ak work He was like Watch I'm gonna get Freeway To come over And walk over to us Dula walks in between All of these college kids All sucking up to Freeway And shit Next thing you know Dula walks With his arm around him And everything Walking Freeway up to us And me and Marcus Are standing there like What the fuck I know how he does it But he does it Yes I have no idea How he pulls that shit off But he does that shit Every time Ak is that dude man Don't kick baby Don't kick 101 Yeah that's my hero. Yeah. All right. Oh, All right. So moving right along, and then I'm seeing you, like in in some of your older pictures, you were kind of like a little bit thicker, and then now you're like, the, the, <laughs> and now you're like the Boricua <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Lautner and shit, and now you're like right Team Jacob. <laughs> you stupid. Uh, you gonna jump out there to a werewolf on niggas? But nah, so but what happened? Was it just a decision you just made, or was it like a a conscious like? Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a combination of all that. Yeah, I was gonna um, say because when you hit your thirties, you notice that metabolism starts slowing. Well, that that's well, that's one thing I guess you know. uh, Even back around that time period, let's say it it kind of started about five years ago, maybe a little Mm -hmm. more than that. But um, once I hit actually, I was I just hit thirty, so I just hit thirty. And, you know, I always, you know, at that time, I'm still looking at, you know, being still new to fatherhood. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. got to have the DJ lifestyle. DJ lifestyle is not the most easiest lifestyle on your body. You have late nights, you're drinking, you're at the fucking diner, you know, three to four times mm-hmm. a week. You know what I'm saying? Depending on your kind of DJing schedule, if you're on tour, you're definitely doing that shit maybe five times a week. You know what I'm saying? And probably having a decent meal on your days off because you yeah. have the time to do the shit. But yeah. When you on tour, it's just drinking and fast food. So, you know, obviously that shit is not the most healthiest lifestyle. So, you know, finding to eliminate a lot of that shit the best as I can. You know, with technology, you can change that. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, you need, you know, fucking 
all he's a microwave and some some shit, some shit I can make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we had that on the tour bus, and I started swapping my diet out for a lot of bullshit, eliminating juice. Like I really cut down on a lot of soft drinks. Yep. So I don't yep. really, I barely have any type of, you know, I used to be a kid who would chug snapples all day type shit. Not on. Hear that, Dula? Stay off. Make me feel bad. I just yeah. got some Hawaiian. Yeah. 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 Dula you always set yourself up for it. Dula loves the sweets, man. No, I'm, uh, I already told you. No, listen, that's, that's Yo, you know, how we come up. Yeah, I, you know, I get it. You have my breaking point. You can't sleep this in the shower. That's your breaking point. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I said enough is enough. I got. I got to get back in the gym. Nigga said, "I look down. I can't even see my toes, nigga." That's it. That's <laughs> you know it's bad. He's like, "Oh, time to Crazy. go." Like, so, get back <laughs> yeah. So you basically changed up your eating habits, though, and it just started just coming yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. That that was the first thing. Yeah. So it came off, you know, and then, but I wasn't work. I wasn't really working out. I was just more just eliminating a lot of the bullshit, and then. I went on another tour, and then on that tour, I was, like, drinking and wilding out. Gained all that weight back the fuck up. But then on that time, or actually when I was done from it, it was when I was, all right, let me take out. Let me take working out serious. Like, I know how to do the, I know how to curb my diet. Like, I learned that part. So I was like, let me just start doing it with the workouts. Yeah, Yeah, let me do it with the workouts and see the results I get. And once I got to the point where I seen... And one thing that I think with, with that is that, you know, that it teaches you to appreciate the process because it, it, it wasn't overnight either. You know what I'm saying? It's not month three, you really seeing shit. It's like fucking month eight, nine, I started seeing something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Besides just the numbers, the numbers what kept me motivated throughout it. You know what I'm saying? Seeing the numbers drop. But I was like, I wasn't seeing shit. Like, I was like, I'm not seeing nothing. I'm not seeing nothing. I'm not seeing nothing. And then when yeah. it happened, I was like, all right, I got something figured out That's, a little bit. You got more discipline than me, my friend. Shit. Listen, it, it's, not, it's been a rough during COVID. It's not, I'm not going to even, you know, act like I'm whatever. Like, it's been really rough during COVID. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got, we ain't got much going on. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but to be, fair, to be fair, I've seen some of your posts. Like, you find shit that's still, like, in the healthy area as far oh, as... Oh, I try. Yeah, my bad. You know but, but again, it's for, for making it the habit, though. As I far can't as see myself... And I'll be like, damn, that looks good. Like, I would do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I can't see myself going whatever. I'll have to be, like, probably super high as shit and, like, at 7-Eleven going, you know what, today is fucking Sunday. Give me yeah, the yeah. fucking Krispy Kreme, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but again, I have to be there. But if I'm not around it, I'm fine. Like I can just maintain with Cause, my regular. Because I I say that to say this because I think that you can be a little extreme with you know, oh uh, yeah, I don't eat this, I don't eat that, and everything is like like there's people who don't consume no type of fucking sweets. Like I've had a lady oh, no, tell no, me no, at no. a job once, like, <laughs> nah, I don't want any fruit. That's natural sugar, and I'm like. Yeah, what do you want? Okay. I want something with absolutely no sugar. You have nothing here with no sugar. And I'm like, I'm like sorry, lady. It ain't one of them kind of stores. She's like on like, keto. She's on keto. Yeah. Like, that shit is crazy. Yeah. But it's like, oh, shit. Like, you have people who are hardcore yeah. with that shit. Hardcore At least you give yourself... And they, you know, they, they don't piss test. You know that, right? They even don't piss test. Like, they'll piss test themselves to make sure they're in a ketogenic state. Wow. So, that, like, making wow. sure there's no sugar going into their system. It's crazy. Wow. Like, yeah, there's all crazy ass diets. So to me, I feel like okay. I, I say, I say, you know, my advice to anybody on trying to lose some weight is like find shit that's sustainable. Like, don't try to go extreme on like mm. low carb or no carb. Like, do something that you know you can kind of. Again, it's just but what, 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 what I did was just portionize. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So, if you portionize your food correctly, you know what I'm saying, and you learn the actual service size, that's what's going to take you a long way. We we grow up not knowing the service size. And then yeah, our right. service size is out of control. 
we actually have probably four or five server sides of rice just termina sitting on the plate. Plato, termina el plato, Next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you're getting yelled at if you fucking waste the food. Yes. So, yes. Hell yeah. You know, we come with the programming of, uh, and then chasing it down probably with a good old soda, you know what I'm saying? Some cola champagne, yeah. you know, yeah. some Hawaiian punch, some Sunny D, whatever's available. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we're doing that three times a day, not yeah. including your snacks and whatever fried food. We eat a fried food. We eat fried chicken probably daily. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of shit that, you know, again, we have, I, I learned to eliminate and see, obviously, the difference. And you learn, obviously, you know, first you don't know the, the details of how to do it, and then you figure out also part of it is a numbers game. It's Everything is a numbers game. So yeah. the whole shit is calories. It's calories going in, calories going out. Yeah. Yep. So if you don't overpass that threshold, you'll be fine. But if you overeat that threshold and half that time you, if you do it, do liquid. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing to trade, you know what I'm saying? A juice, one bottle of juice be 340 calories, 600 calories, or whatever, depending what you're drinking. Yep. And, and you might do two of those, you know what I'm saying? And that's just a drink and not considering your food intake throughout the day, all that shit. So again, it becomes one number game, the numbers game. Once you figure out that numbers I mean, game, I feel like it's easy. Okay. So, in, how, into, you said, you said you started seeing results around month eight, month nine, but when did you. Um, noticed that it was like a numbers game or something. Or did you like research it or something, or did you have somebody like talk you into it? Like, um, no, yeah, it was kind of it was me researching because you know, gotcha. it's, uh, anytime you had to talk to anybody who's been working out, they always want to do some extreme shit. It's like you know, you got to do arm day, leg day, and then back day, and da 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 da. And I was like, and I guess what also kind of helped is that I had to I built something for myself. I was almost like a full body workout every day. Because I was also thinking the frame of mind of being on tour. So if I'm on tour and I got a small window of time, what can I get done in the hour? So I started mm. doing like a one hour, you know what I'm saying, routine that I would, you know saying, try to bust out every day. So I would try to get that hour. And you know what that hour and I'm trying to get almost five to 600 calories burned in that one session as, as fast as I can. Oh, that's you know what I'm saying? In that one hour. And again, I'm not focusing on one group or whatever. I'm trying to get everything done. And then so I can look. To me, look balanced like that. Not looking yeah. like I'm a runner or whatever. Yeah. So did did you do you rock like a sweat vest too to make yourself burn even more? Nah, that nah. Oh no, that shit is gimmicks. Oh, that shit is gimmicks. Yeah. Again, everything matters to your to what you're burning and again what you're eating. Like okay. all that shit is just that's I don't know. Yeah, your body's like gonna release what it's yeah. gonna release. It's exactly. Gonna do it faster. It's, it's water. You're removing water. Some, what you're doing yeah. is removing water with that. It's not removing actual body yeah. weight. You're yeah. removing water. If you're drinking water. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hold it, obviously. And then also, depending with how, how our bodies work, if you have any type of high salt or sodium the day before, your body's going to hold that water even more. So that's like sometimes you might step on the scale, you might be five pounds overweight, but it's actually water from you eating fucking chips and salsa. <laughs> there you go. Got you. Got you. Damn. I tapped out. What happened? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened to him. I'm, I'm he was like, nigga, talking about fucking food shit. Yeah, I'm oh, hungry. <laughs> he trying he to saw, tell me right now. Nah, he probably saw. He probably saw Ant snoring and shit. He was like, man, you know what? I'm gonna go. Back. <laughs> Fuck that. But um, uh, nah, I, I I was curious about that too. And then hold up, let me add. I gotta add Ock back in there because he had the same question I was about to ask. Uh, I'm about to ask you, so I just want him to be on it for that. Oh, let me see. Let's see it. Yeah, because you down in Atlanta right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm How long you been living in Atlanta? ATL. Yeah, I've been here for years some change. Um, I've been trying to get here for a minute, but, you know, I had a little situation I had to handle in Florida. Make okay. sure that was cool, and then I finally made my move. Like, this has always been the game plan kind of for almost the last, I don't know, probably five years. Because, you know, again, I got, I got the kid, man. I wasn't going to raise my kid in the concrete jungle. 
Like, for sure. Now you see why. That's why I live in the outskirts where I live. Sure. I, I got my I wasn't niece. Gonna do it. Yeah, I adopted my niece when she was three, and she's thirteen now. And I was yeah. like, I'd be goddamned if I was gonna. I, I, and I and I did I did the typical New Yorker shit too. First, I tried Jersey first. <laughs> I was like, let me just see. <laughs> right so over the bridge. Jersey work, right over the bridge. They say it's yeah, nice over the there. Da, 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 da. And then it was like, I wear these winners. Yeah. Yeah. So you get there, you like, nah, Newark ain't the shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's I was in orange, so I was I was in a weird I was in a weird spot. I was in orange, so I was like, I like a block away from the hood, and then a block away from like the, all the like mid suburb areas. And shit. Yeah, like, dude, I remember driving like to the stores sometimes late night with Gritty through Jersey, and shit just looked different, bro. Like yeah. I used to be like, yo, this shit look extra <laughs> grimy, bro. Like let's get the yeah. fuck off this street, my man. Like, <laughs> And we in a car, so I can imagine a nigga walking to uh, some and It's still like that, too. Like nah, that and it's still out there, still. Man, in the middle of Newark, where it's like... Keep, keep it above. Newark is still is, that way. East Orange uh, is still that way. East Orange is real. 98% of the block is boarded up except for the store. Oh, shit. That's the one crazy. little store, like... And it's like, yo, it'd be blocks like that. You'd be like, man... Yeah, you gotta walk to this store? Like, nah. Yeah, that ain't, that ain't the move. All right. Good on that. Yeah. <laughs> And then how how was that transition though for uh, for moving from uh, you know concrete jungle to uh, to Atlanta? Is it Southern hospitality real? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's something I guess you know even I was adjusting to kind of Florida, you know mm. the Southern shit. You know what part of Florida? I was I was with damn near all the retired Puerto Ricans though in yeah. uh, uh, in Kissimmee. <laughs> my cousin live out there. Yeah, so, everybody's all, cousin all the, live out there. <laughs> all, all the all the retirees from New York is, is posted up in Orlando or Kissimmee. They scattered. Yep. Yeah. Or so, Tampa. You know, or Tampa. Or, or Tampa. Or Tampa. Tampa's Tampa sure. a little more pricier, so that you know, Puerto Rico is more kind of stay. You know. Yeah. Central Florida. Yeah, my folks live. Yeah, my folks they live in uh, Winter Haven, Lakeland, like like. Uh, it's, it's, it's relatively close Orlando. though. It's relatively close. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, but yeah, I was out there for a little bit and it was, you know, again, it was adjusted to people who would say hello and shit like that or whatever. You know, New York is the up. Weather, the hello. weather. The weather. Of course, the weather. The weather, is, of course, is a way different. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hot as shit still in December. Like, How's the difference between Florida and Atlanta as far as yeah. the Southern hospitality and shit? Um. Well, the, you know, obviously, because we know, one, yeah, we know one is a little leans a little more. Yeah, left that's the thing. Right. It, it, unlike Florida, Florida, you have you obviously, you know, it's more how you say the segregation of cultures. So you obviously it's, might it's, have it's the Puerto Rican pa- side, the Dominican paler. side, your white side, whatever. Where yeah. on this side is more just black white. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's it. Like it's more, you know, you have that, or we just have or that, or it's just you know the money side with the money in the side. They don't got the money. Because right, right, right. you also have your trailer park scattered throughout the area and shit like yeah. that throughout Georgia, so you gotcha. have like those weird little pockets stuff like that. But overall, okay. you know, it's not it's, it's calm. It's calm. You know, that's one thing I, I could say. That's the major difference is no one's really like in a rush. Where in New York, you know, people are which is like I, I still got that in me. Like I'm I'm right. even through, through the store. Like I'm moving mad fast. They're looking at me like. Excuse me, like damn, like what, what you in a rush for? Like I'm yeah. just regular shit, but it's just New York habit. Well, I'm like, I gotta slow it down. The right? hustle and bustle is, yeah. Yeah, is in you. It's in you there, yeah. and it's I a good hearing. thing. It's a good thing that you got the that you got the situation and and you got your daughter at an early age to make the transition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Has for sure. she been like you know 
12, 13. Yeah, it's pulling her away from what I was used to. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. a nah. fucking issue. Uh, yeah, How old is she? How old is your daughter? She's nine now. Oh, okay, she's okay. Nine. Yeah, you got her, but she's still, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I, I can say one thing is, like, she's uh, been along for the ride. We've been, obviously, you know, it was, so she has most of her memory starts, obviously, in Jersey, not New York. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, she's right. born in New York, obviously, but it was like we had four years in Jersey. So, she remembers a little bit of Jersey. She remembers, obviously, a little bit of Florida. And whatever, but it's like she, as long as she hasn't had no attachment to it because everything is based off of just our relationship as a family. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So it's been that's luckily smooth in that aspect of it. Good dad that's gang. Dope. That's what's up. Good dad yeah, gang. Yeah. Shout out to that's terminology. <laughs> Word. Word. <laughs> no, that's my man. That's my man. He sends me some right, yeah, shit all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's, I have a funny story with her. It's, it's a short one, but it's kind of funny. Dale, dale. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Long, long story short, um, this is when term I think probably just dropped. Watch how, um, watch how it goes down. Yep, yep. So I think he was he was flaming off, flaming with that one. So obviously, you know, term got got a little bit of money, more, more attention. Yeah. So he, I think he had to get a joint off Buck. Buck wasn't available, but he had the bag for Buck. So he was like, "Yo, can you meet up with my man Lou?" At whatever, whatever he sends term my address. I go downstairs. This is my, my my interaction with meeting terminology is getting a brown paper bag from terminology for fuck <laughs> 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 for a beat. So it's like, yo, right. good, yo, what's going on? Nice meeting you. I right, thank you. I right, saw there. No problem. I'll let Buck know, and then I see Buck later. Give him the the, the you know, bag. Yeah, the good the good old days. Yeah, he's from yeah, uh, he's so. from uh, Lawrence. I'm from Lynn. Lawrence. He's from he's from Lawrence. That's wow. about. About mm, twenty five so, minutes up up ninety three up the. I'm, I'm more than I'm more than like, sure you're familiar with my family. Like, up there, yeah, you yeah, yeah. You uh, you know all about the the Chelsea's and the Lowells and Lynn and. No, uh, but I'll talk about even my people's up there. DJ Lust, you know, he's been you know wow. main guy up in Lawrence. Yeah, DJ, DJ Lust. We have uh, my guy DJ Hectic is up there, I believe too. Yeah. I was gonna say Latinos Six. are heavy in Lawrence, no? Oh yeah, and Cape yeah, Verdeans, Cape Verdeans too. Some yes. of my people got family out there. Yep. They heavy. That's almost like I could say that's my second home, almost as far as on on the industry level and and business career wise. Boston is like second home. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I will always go to Boston, you know, and always rock you out trader. the weekends. You trader. Oh, oh no, nah, hilarious! Trust me, I got I always got shit for my Yankee hat. Nah, I always went there with my Yankee hat. I always got to torture them a little bit. Shit for it too. Of course, every time Man, they don't torture yeah. me for it, and vice versa. Every time they come down, get that bullshit shit out of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know there's certain you know there's certain uh, bars up there that they won't let you go in with the Yankee hat. You have to like uh, leave well, it on, you know, a, on a I'm a DJ, so you gonna tell me that? Listen, I know, I know, I know. I'm working your spot or my night. Which one is it? No, no music, no right alcohol gets so. So, you know, true, true, you don't want me true. to do my set, that's fine. Yeah, so. right. So, all right, so now, damn, you have been all over the place. And then, so now you you in Atlanta and stuff, and I seen a picture where y'all look like three times dope in this shit. And it's you, CeeLo <laughs> Green, and somebody else, and all y'all got oh, the same my, matching. My, my dog, Mente. Yeah, yeah. my um, dog, All y'all Mente. got the same matching champion sweatsuits on, the same sneakers. I'm like, <laughs> what, what's the CeeLo connect? Um... Funny enough, uh, again, this weird where it's like this, this oh, uh, I guess like a pattern with me is like the connected dot shit. Yeah. And you know how everything is like a small world. So small world, uh, the connected dot shit is um, my first tour with Kim uh, was man. I mean, she was managed by this guy named Jeff Perrin. Okay. Jeff Perrin was like the superstar tour manager for like Lady Gaga, Run DMC. Like this dude's resume is out of control. Okay. But he was like, he's my introduction to touring. So okay. he teaches cool. me the ropes of touring, but I, I'm coming in with the, it's like 
the top dog almost. I mean, I, the experience of all experiences, get the game is getting put on to me by an OG of OGs. And he's it. telling me everything, like, you know, even not down to how I get paid, what I deserve, and even my treatment. Like, he gave me the game. He was like, this is how you're going to get treated. This is how we're going to handle your situation. Da, 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 da. Whatever. Real diligent, like, diligent with it. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he told me the game, and I was all forget about it. So, anyway, nice. he was uh, Kim's first tour manager. Um, down the line, um, I ended up jumping on a TV show. I've seen uh, the VH1 show, mm-hmm. and when I got the TV show, I was like, this shit's picking up. I need somebody who can use the connections and even the situation to get me in another level. So I reached back to Jeff Perrin, and he was, oddly enough, managing, tour managing CeeLo Green. Okay. So he was tour managing, but he was like, I really don't have time for you. I'll be honest. Like, I have to be flat out honest with you. I'm not going to have time to be hands on with the situation at all. But I can get you somebody who can be helpful to the situation and whatever. We'll have a meeting. So that was that. And, um, didn't pan out, funny enough. And I'm going to tell you how this even goes again, full circle. So I get this okay. uh, manager called Heja Orange. That was the person that he gave me. Uh, we did like a six-month deal, probably like a year. We probably worked together. Didn't pan out, kept it moving. Um, um, I get a call from the, the creator of the TV show um, that I was on. And he's like, yo, um, would you be interested in taking a, a meeting with CeeLo Green tomorrow at 7 o'clock at, this, at 14th Street if you're in New York? And I'm like, yeah, what what's going on? He was like, yo, um, he's looking for like a DJ coach. Like he needs somebody to coach him. You know, that he's getting offers for the celebrity um, DJ thing. Oh And shit. he he wants he wants somebody to who's about it. He was like, if he want he wants a coach, and he's like, he wants somebody who's about it and also understands his musical, you know, his like range. how he wants to his, his range, yes. and how he wants to present it. So my boy Carlito, shout out to Carlito. He was um he put me in with him, whatever. We had one sit down, just chop it up. It wasn't even nothing really about music. It was just more just a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave me a few ideas of the direction of it and even what I suggested, how he could learn. And he was like, you got it. Like, he was like, you seem like a good dude. You seem genuine. He was like, see you in Reno. And that was our first gig. Our first yeah. gig was supposed to be in Reno. So he was like, I see you in, I think it was Reno or Vegas, some shit like that. I think, matter of fact, I take that back. It was Vegas because we had to do like almost like a semi-audition. Like okay. they had... They had a, basically, it was a, a residency in Vegas that was up for grabs between Snoop, <laughs> Snoop, Big Boy from Outcast, and CeeLo. Nice. And I think Snoop got it, of, of course. Of course. Right, right. Yeah. But and we, back, we and back we to Vegas it. we go with this with this new endeavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? so, but, you know, I, I get that. And so, you know, they reached out, we got that, and then, yeah, that was that. Was that so. so now CeeLo, uh, so whenever so, he does get his DJ gigs and shit, you, you're... His hype man again. You're, you're the hype well, man. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it's, actually, it started off, yeah, basically. It started off with me coaching him, and then I basically became like his co-pilot. Like, he was like, I, I got to give you, you know what I'm saying, your props on this shit. You know, and he was like, I'll let you rock out with me. He was like, fuck it. Like, I'll even give you sometimes the opening set. He was like, if I can, because I'll put you in as an opener and a closer. Or the right before I come on, you do 30 minutes, and I jump on, and you do what you do, and you close it out for me. That's it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, like, he, he gets the platform, so that, that is you know, good that. Finest Shout right out there. to CeeLo yeah. Green. Shout out to CeeLo. Hell yeah. God Words. damn. And that's Legendary. where you at with it now. That's what that's what brought you to. Is that what brought you to Atlanta, or you had already your eyes um, set? No, no, on? no. Yeah, I already had that set. Like that okay. was, um, okay. like just early on. I don't know. Every time I came here to visit, I just I don't know. I always got like a home vibe from it. Like I always felt like a sense of calmness for some mm-hmm. reason here. Mm-hmm. Like I get down here, I was like, I'm not worrying about shit. Like uh, no yeah. one's in a rush, whatever. Yeah. And just again, just the difference. And now if I'm like in an area like I'm living in now, it's quiet. There's not much going on and shit. Yeah. So. 
I, I wasn't used to it, but I was at, at that point. I'm like, I'm, I need it. Like I'm ready. Adjusted. Yeah, I'm adjusted to that shit. Like, yes, I don't good. want. That's New York. So, shit. all right. So, let's say me. I'm out of town or I'm going to Atlanta. What sections do I need to stay away from since you've been there? <laughs> and oh, and this is another thing. I've been down to I've been down to Georgia one time. This was back in 2000. And the only reason I use hip hop to marker everything it was the week Eminem came out and did a million the first week. It was that same mm. week. Oh, the Marshmallows album. Yes. Yeah. It that was, was, it was uh, that 2000. Day. Yep, 2000. it was in 2000. Yep. And uh, my, my homegirl that I was talking to at the time, she was staying in Fort Gordon, Augusta, Georgia. And mm. what I found out very rapidly was when they say down the street. They oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. That is. Miles down the street. That don't, that's, that's, that's almost down the, yeah, the down the road. Down the road oh, or down wow. the street is never. Yeah, said, that shit never, is miles. Yeah, no, and they don't, no. and they make that shit sound like it's down the block. Yes, That's the fuck up part. Like, what they because, really mean is fifteen to twenty miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they used to doing it. So yeah. Like, yeah, yo. That's yeah. their down the road. That's their down the road. Our down the road is a block. You know, exactly. X amount of feet. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So hundred feet. That was one of the things I slowly picked up on down there. And another thing I knew was like I'm never gonna come down there with that humidity in the summer ever again. But <laughs> it's hot as shit, yo. It was, I, I went down no, in May. I mean, that's not Florida, though. Hey, listen, after dealing with Florida, Florida is different. Well, I'm, that's Buenos Aires. Yeah, that makes, makes sense. Florida Florida Florida. Yeah, <laughs> and I've always said it as a kid anyways. Like, I always seen, like, that's one thing as, as a kid I always seen was, like, you always seen, like, what, around August is, like, Florida's getting fucked up by hurricanes. Yeah. I'm like, yo, why the fuck is anybody living down there? Like, I was yeah. like, why the fuck is anybody living down there? It's just hurricane up season. Every year. Like, I was like... Hurricane yeah. Andrew, so, Hurricane is. Yeah. So, all right. So back. Yeah, I, that was a little little sidetrack. That was my fault. Um, yeah. But what what spots is there to stay away from? Like, there's Decatur. There's there's a whole bunch. No, nah, but that spots. you can't. You know, even saying it that way, I think even might come across more. I think I ain't gonna say it's exaggerated because you know okay. people might want to have that reputation. But I just feel like it's it's small pockets because again, it's gotcha. almost is. As these weird again, it's weird situations where it's like you might have a certain town and one town obviously has a let's say the middle class zone and then it's just like a total opposite on the whatever. And then there's some towns that might have middle class and it's just like the super rich, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Five hundred thousand dollar houses and better moving forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's either like it's little weird pockets, but then it's like I guess when you get towards the city, maybe like around like like I think like southeast Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Like be careful around that area. Yeah. Southeast yeah. Atlanta is real. I think even Southwest yeah. Atlanta is the same shit. You know, like you know, there's certain pockets. Again, I know, I know those two pockets. I think there's like Boulder Crest around that area. I'm, I'm probably like a good 25 minutes from it. But how's the uh, how's the nightlife down there? My life is dope. I actually, I'm not mad at it. You know, like um, unlike what I experienced in, I say, in New York in recent years, actually a party party. You know what I'm saying? And I think the the pressure of everybody having to have the bottle night is not I mean they have it here obviously you know it's, right. it's kind of one of the you know New York doesn't give it the credit and this is what it is it's not whatever but New York did steal a lot of the Atlanta uh, strip club culture mm-hmm. and adapted it to New York and that's what killed the clubs in New York what killed the clubs is bringing the Atlanta strip club culture into the dance clubs mm-hmm. and it became bottle driven so it doesn't matter the music is almost irrelevant it's like just playing what sounds like strip club music almost and right, right. popping bottles no one's really dancing but we like really paying attention to what we doing. Yeah, it's more of just like this stare off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying bottle I, off. I'm spending more money. And yeah, blah, blah, who's blah. spending who? Who's getting the attention of the moment? Rather, where you know, 
you go to the, the certain nightclub where it's just we're just trying to get drunk and dance or whatever. Like they actually still have those spots here, which okay. is dope. Ah. So, so that's so, I always heard that on. But it's OT podcasts. though. I think that's kind of OT also. I think that's everything okay. outside of New York. As I as I as I travel more and more, obviously, I think just New York is stale in that in that form. Sadly, and we shouldn't be. But you yeah. know, there's also the divide too. Because back then, I heard and not from my era, but in the '90s, there were you had your clubs and the clubs for everything: hip hop, reggae. You know what I'm saying? Reggaeton or whatever. Man. Like there's multiple genres being played in your regular New York parties back mm-hmm. then, and then. Now New York is almost the divide of you have your Latin spot or you have your hip hop spot. Like it's not really too much of yeah, yeah. The combination. I was gonna say at one point, and again, York, it's still the same bottle shit. New York had the bar for what like the nightlife had to be like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. New York did everything from like yeah, you had the tunnel, you had night, the gay nights to like yo, my nigga. No, and then you had the infamous club. You had the Palladium. Where's the club in New York? What's the club New, in New York? New it's York. Dead. New York had everybody who was somebody fucking partying. With the likes of many different people, well, I think you know I'm saying, saying? Yeah, up and down, and up and down is not really whatever. So it, it was, was like, really... it was retarded back in the day. But lose right, that shit died out once we, you know. There's the Palladium. There was Avalon. Like you had clubs. The limelight. Yeah, it's limelight. Like you had, you had clubs Infamous, that are notorious. The tunnel, you know, unisex and bathrooms. That, that's no more. Like that. And we're and it's, it's a major city, and it's, it's no more. So what does that say about the city itself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, and y'all can really get into depth about that because well, y'all just risk just did though because that's y'all spot and shit. So, but strip club culture down there, that's literally like, like saying you're gonna go to the strip club down there is just like saying you're gonna go to the bar, right? It's like down there. Out here, yeah, out here, yeah, that's the normal. That's the again, norm. again, because we adapted that. Again, New York adapted that heavy because yeah. uh, if you think about it, what became the normal your weekday spot in New York became the strip club officially. New York barely had it. Like only like some of the dudes were running yeah. shoes. Like dudes had the regular shoes thing in New York, but shoes, shoes wasn't the conversation the wedge, like like that. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that was just more like whatever, like the fellas night out. But then but it became industry, that's when it, it switched. Yeah. And, like it became the industry standards to start having the party at the strip club. Okay. Okay. Yep. So then, all right. So you've been down in Atlanta uh, about a year, you said, and you getting you getting gigs down there on, on uh, frequently, or do you get like fly out? Well, we just started. You know, funny enough, when I got settled in is when the pandemic hit. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So you know, but you know, I'm, I'm I'm wrapping it back up a little bit. You know, as we kind of look for some type of normalcy. Yeah. Um, um I'm up? just adjusting with it. So as it kind of opens up, mm-hmm. you know, I guess I got to do either like I do these bills. So. Yeah. I really did, you know, one of the main clubs out here, Tongue and Groove. I just did that about two or three weeks ago. All right. So all right. And it was crazy in there. Like, it looks like a regular fucking night. Yeah, they I heard <laughs> that they don't normal. give a fuck. So that is true. Yeah, they're not going to fucking checking temperatures and everything. Like, at the door, they're checking temperatures and all that shit. I guess that's the whatever. Yeah. They're walking in with a fever. At least you know, know, like, yeah, the nigga, you, yo, my man, you ain't coming in. Your shit 103. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. They, ain't, they ain't playing that. Like, you so, ain't at, at least you okay. can get that. That, yeah. Por lo menos, yeah, yeah. That, like they say that you. down there, that part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that part. <laughs> that part. Okay, all right. Well, then, as long as you're still doing your thing and keeping shit, keeping the lights on, that's all that fucking matter. Did you ever try to uh, think about pulling pulling a D nice and DJing for six hours on a live or something? I actually did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it early, I did early on when, when the pandemic the, the started. You know, obviously, people were, you know... <clears throat> Did a Prodigy uh, tribute as well, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, Prodigy's birthday, I did that. You know, like, I, I rarely pop on, depending what it is. If I'm in the mood for it, I, I just jump on. But but early on, I remember Vibe, 
shout out to Daytuan. He reached out to me at a Vibe Magazine and was like, you know, people are doing live streams and you figure let's try have some DJs on for the weekend or whatever, whatever. If you want to kick it off, you can kick it off. We just need like a one or two hour set. Again, I ain't got shit to do. Like, let's go. That one or two hours turned into about four or five. Like, I was just, you know, sipping and having a good time. Like, oh not God. giving a fuck. Like, and I, and I took a, uh, uh, the time to even appreciate going to the library for the fact that I don't have to treat it like a regular club set where I got to play the regular, yeah. regular shit. I can pull into my library a little bit more. I can play some deep shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the B sides or whatever. Nice. Like, or album cuts, whatever I was, I'm in the mood for. Throw some cellar like, dwellers on. <laughs> whatever, depending who, whatever. No doubt. Like you never know what direction. So I, I think I like that aspect of it. So yeah. I did it a few times. But I just didn't do it like the United States did it every day. So I gotta commend them for doing that shit every single fucking day. Yeah, like that was some dedication for your ass. Yeah, and it's paying off for him though, because I heard that shit oh, is fully beyond, sponsored. Beyond, fully off. sponsored. He's the only person who's not getting kicked off of Instagram yeah. when he's doing his live stream <laughs> shit. at all. Word. Yeah, that's shit is crazy. insane. He got no filter on his stream. Yeah, yeah. shit is. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed. That's the club now. Different. On some Different. real shit. When you think about it, that's the so club. For the time being. Depending on what mm-hmm. time you get, you catch him on there, yeah? Yeah, no, nah, he's going, shit. bro. Like, right. sponsored. You got Michelle Obama popping in from time to time. Yeah. Great. yeah. Yep. I was like, get the fuck out of I did this in a war for DJ of the year. If they don't give it to him, they're assholes. Yes. Like, I don't give a fuck. I forgot what. I think it actually might be BT. And BT better not play themselves this year. Yeah, I know they nice. have a DJ award. If they don't give it a D Nice or any award who has, or any magazine, anything, they won't give D Nice DJ of the year award mm-hmm. or any or, or that uh, acknowledgement, they can go fuck yeah. themselves. You playing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've had you on here long enough. We're on an hour. <laughs> Nah, but that's what I wanted to get, though. I wanted to get, like, how you ended up in Atlanta and, you know what I mean? And Ak was telling me stories and Cap was telling me stories, too. So I was like, let's get all three of y'all motherfuckers on here and, oh, and bust it up. Because yeah. I knew I knew there was going to be some stories that were just going to come out randomly. Oh, like, pop up. Oh, for sure. This, yeah. this, and this, uh, but this, but they're going to come as, as we go. Yo, yeah. That's how the conversations go. You have to see our DMs, like, between oh, each God. other and the group chats. And all. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. All day long. All yeah. day long, going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Me and you got uh, got a rapport like that with the Joe's yeah, Joe galore. Joe's yeah. galore. Yeah, it's like, exactly. dude, from jokes to ideas, to, you know what's yeah. happening, and yep. it's just nonstop. Hell yeah, nonstop. Hell yeah. Well, Incredible Boy, aka Yo. Lou, aka Credit. Thank <laughs> yes, you, I, I, I thank you for your time and shit. And Dula was nah, right. He you. was all like, he was like, watch, you gonna love this motherfucker when you get to know him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right. He was like, he got your weird ear because I always, <laughs> had, I always had an ear for some weird ass samples, and I make them work. So now, nah, yo, it's funny because even today I had to even do it's like podcast day for my ass. <laughs> yeah, you had I, what, what I, is that? Six Sense podcast. Yeah, Six Sense. Shout He's actually out. yeah. Shout yeah, out. shout out to Six Sense. Uh, uh, a very good podcast. Um, I'm not sure if it's the full basis of his uh podcast and how he does it, but overall, it's like he have a theme on a playlist, and he'll have a guest, and they chop it up over the certain theme. Okay. And songs that have like every every song from different genres, and they all have a similar theme. And the theme that he cool. pulled me in for were songs that start with the vocals. So every song, like Peter Piper. Oh. Um, and whatever, like you just name a bunch of records, whatever, like that start with an open, again, no, no instrumental, nothing. Just vocal, just like 99 problems. Nice. And bingo. So he put, he put, like, that was his playlist, whatever. So then I, and we flipped it on the second episode, and I was like, now I had to make a playlist. Like, I'm like, I had so many songs that I had to think of that I was right. like, uh-huh. my mind just started racing. When he was naming songs, I'm like, this one, and I started writing it down. 
So we yeah, just did man. part two today, and I like you know fucked him up with everything that I picked. Dope. So, and I, I took it everywhere purposely. Like I was like, you know, just for him to, you know, not, you know, even just when I was in tune. Like, who played the to... who played the Fugees? What Fuji? Oh, wait, Nappy Are you serious? No, Nappy That one too. That's a good one. No, I'm talking I, about the remix. The Nappy Head. No, I'm talking about Killing Me Softly. Killing Me Softly. Yeah. Who who played that? Either one. No. Y'all forgot. You see, but and So, but this is this is the kind of conversations we have all day. Guys. So yeah, yeah. So but yeah, I just wanted to you know you play like, yourself, Luke. Like, <laughs> no, 20, but I named million. I named thirty three of them. Damn, Think about that. Wait I named thirty three. Now, now I'm a little more upset with you. Oh, <laughs> you named thirty three and that wasn't in it. No. Name but, five but again, look, name five of them. Just, just five of what I think. Remember, yes. Yeah, real quick. What was your top five? No, no top five. I know but you got I'm, the I'm, list. I'm, yeah, yeah, let me go through this. Let's go. I know you got the list. Yeah, All right, just because this is, I know this is a hip hop podcast. This is a hip hop podcast. Yes. So I, I had to definitely, I guess, kind of, and it's funny because we never look at it this way. Again, now we have a theme, and with the theme comes the mind fuck of even how it plays out. So initially, I started off with, you know. Okay, there you go. So classic. Start, start, classic starts with the vocal. So now, again, now this is my returning playlist to what he gave me yes. on his end. And a lot of it was every hip-hop base, but now when I'm thinking hip-hop, I start tying in, and I told him that if we don't, if we have Hushacha, obviously what happens after Hushacha is... And then that's the, the funny part about it. We never yeah. looked at the, even the intros having that in common. That's crazy. True. I didn't so, know. Yeah, I didn't catch it. So to me, I was like, I'm going to fuck niggas up when they hear even the how this has these two have this in common. The shot and the response. Very yeah. Right. So, and, and, and who shot is not in response? Again, the misconception. Crazy yeah, no, enough. But no, no, no. no. I, I say, like, who shot is the shot and, you know, Pac is the response. So, yeah. I mean, for my music nerds, obviously, you music nerd, I think his podcast is pretty dope. Again, they, dope. Uh, yeah. they touch on different, again, it's, it's, it's more super music based, music nerd shit. Yeah. And hip hop nerd shit, you know. So I, I was like, yeah. I gave him that. I was like, yo, I, I wanted one of those episodes because I was like, you making my my mind run on certain. Yes. Like he's yes. like, the theme is this, and I'm like, he ain't think about this one. Like, hey, it starts the conversation. He think about that record. He ain't think about this record. Yeah. Okay. I ain't think yeah. about the Fugees. You're right. I fucked up. I, I was even... <laughs> name one more. Name one more because you made that was two big ones. Um, hmm, what's a funny one? I'll give you a funny one. Buster. And and huh? I thought you were gonna say Buster. He, gave, he put Buster. He had Buster in his uh, his playlist. He had Pastor Cavassier. Okay. Uh, also, I also mentioned because he gave me that one. I told him um, as I come back by Buster Rhymes. Same thing. He starts over. Here we come, yo, and straight. Yeah. No, no, is is that? Yep. So there's a pocket in my playlist where I was like the engineer basically is getting sunned on the, <laughs> on the <laughs> intro, and this is the little theme, and it's. Ah. So, ah. so there, there's that one. Damn, I would have thought with, just them two seconds. Yeah, I would have yeah. thought just them two seconds. You right. Shit. And that's the that's the mind fucking yeah, so yeah. So when he started going through that, my mind was like, Oh, I was like, this record, that record. So I was like, I need the return episode and I gotta I gotta show you what I came up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope so, though. You know super, what? super music nourishing. Speaking of CeeLo, Feng Shui of his, the first two words. Then the beat kicks in. Ah, you Listen see? Listen to Nars Barkley Feng Shui. Ah, yeah, see? yeah. 
He does it. You know, yeah. that guy there. Tell, yeah. tell, CeeLo, tell CeeLo that there's a Dominican kid in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania that still <laughs> that still listens to his song, The Nigga Experience, because that relates to literally right now. I brought that I, I shit up on the last podcast. Y'all got it for all, all the people listening to this. Nah, CeeLo's incredible, yo. Yeah. He's uh he's he, he's getting back to rapping. The Goody Mob album's coming out. So Ooh, yeah, yeah I see. I see. It was on Joey's big show the other day. Yeah. He was talking about. You heard that. it here first on the Don't Think. No, no. That's Goody Mob album himself. coming out though. Goody and that's the funny thing. And then you know, back to what I was saying and how it ties how it ties like like the weird shit how the universe works. Mm-hmm. Um, we fast forward. I obviously had the CeeLo situation, and then I'm Whitlow in L.A. and I found out. Through in person, my former manager, Lakeisha Orange, is Goody Mob's tour manager. So wow. that's how funny life is. Crazy. crazy. So, that is um, crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Roll with this guy. Yeah, yeah. Roll with this guy. Then I wrote to her. She's like, What are you doing? I'm like, Roll with this guy. And I'm like, What are you doing? She's like, I'm rolling with that guy too. I was like, Okay, that's funny. That is so, crazy. Shout out to Lakeisha Orange. Damn. Superstar. Six, like, superstar. Right? That's some sick yeah, life, life is funny. Life is funny like that. It yeah, happens to me a few times. Indeed. Sometimes you gotta tell them to respect my gangster. You see me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're funny. It's funny. Legends, man. Yeah. Like, that and you, know, you do good again. And, and you do good, get good. I never, you know, I try to not to shit on anybody in the process. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That so karma try to keep a, a good sure. rapport with whoever I do business with or yeah. you know, yeah. any type of dealings with. Indeed. Relationships, True indeed. man. True indeed. No sour notes. Well, yep. This has been a, a dope episode. We switched uh, from the from the Muslim co-host to the to the smoker <laughs> to the smoking co-host, aka aka crack crackers in you the know, bag. Yeah. Sparks, uh, one half of Sparksky and Dutch. You know, shout out to my man Dutch, aka Gritty. Dutch. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, this, this, what this I do. is good. This was a this was a good one. Definitely, definitely a good one, man. And I uh, shit, y'all need to throw me in them weird ass group chats y'all be having because I'll be having. Hey, some, and, and, any any nerd conver- any music nerd conversations, I am all for it. Yeah, yeah yo, man. for no sure, doubt, no doubt. Well, I have a couple of topics on the blackboard though, so we're definitely gonna have especially to rap related. It, it, yes. it's always something I I treat it like a sport. This is something yep. that I pay attention to as a sport. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not into the, the. I'm not into sports, probably MMA, but overall, how I look at rap and the music industry, I, I look at it like. Sports. Yep, I'm not into sports mm-hmm. at all. I couldn't tell you stats at all, but I treat football and I. Tra- I mean, I treat the rappers and stuff like teams. And yeah, exactly. Like and the game, in the game, exactly. you know, labels. I treat them like the teams and the owners. I'm like, I'm watching everything. You gotta get uh, you gotta get some of them records you got in the basement up out there. I know. Oh, he, oh, he, we could preview some actually on probably on the he, next one. He got a couple have... shelves in the basement. Yeah, just sitting with I got records. a bunch I'm of like, shelves. Oh, man, I got a bunch of shelves, and I got my my turntable right here. There you and go. Some records already here. You know, you along do a with these. Segment with y'all some remember records. these old ass uh, memory chips? Them oh, what's that? The, that's the the CF is it? CF card is it? Yeah, it goes in, they go into this. So I took yeah. all my samples and took them out of that, and I put them into the machine into the MK. All right, cool. Yeah, pero the upgrade. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, now nah, so, you gotta adjust the time. Mm-hmm, all of us. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the only asshole who did it though. Funny enough, we're enough. Queen Loop has lasted me for a very long time. Thank God. That's good. I still, I still haven't purchased it. That's funny. Yeah, be careful. You know, you heard about that wild shit though. Oh man. Uh, all right, I'm not gonna say nothing. Yeah, else. yeah. Put yeah. it on here. All right. We've been doing this shit forever, yo. No, but there, there's some funny shit as far as it involves a lawsuit. Supposedly. um there was a copyright or a publishing lawsuit that happened, and the Free Loops company, if anything, flipped it on the person, 
and noticed they were using a cracked version. So everything that the person was bringing to the table was not legitimate, but the fact they were using illegal <laughs> software. <laughs> Ain't that a motherfucker? Wow. The next day, I purchased Fruit Loops in full price. Okay. <laughs> he said, let me give him that little $100 right there. Yeah. Let, me, let me just order in the pack. Because if yeah. then I don't need none, I nobody just need, to yeah, I just need the basics. Shot. And yeah. hurt me that way, but yeah, somebody lost a ba- a, a lost way so behind that. Let me let me ask you this real quick before we get off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. So even if I even if I export the file, right, mm-hmm. to while save without saving it, that file has it embedded. Food. That information is embedded in, in it's the embedded. file. Got you. You see, so even the owner, the original owner of so the when program, they rip, so when they rip the MP3 apart, they'll know it was done on the fruity loop. Bingo! If they go down the, the rabbit hole of the, fucking, source, the digital fucking technology, there's, there's a digital footprint, and the, the digital, digital footprint yeah. has the, the the crack serial number or the owner yeah. in the that's, file. That shit got that shit got that shit got a picture of the acorn, like yeah. I got a degree in yeah, IT. Yeah. Trust me, they can find all that shit. So it's it, it's getting nasty out there. So all you know, right, all right, I'm gonna spend a hundred dollars. Oh, so all you kids, <laughs> all you kids out there, yeah, just spend a hundred dollars, save your money. money, and they're giving you free upgrades anyways. You know what? Yeah, I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll give them the free promo. You know what? Unlike a lot of software companies, you purchase it once, they're giving you free upgrades for life. So I can hit on that. I'm winning. All right. All right. Well, I'm so <laughs> wrapping this up. Uh, yeah, we, we had a good 145. All right. Hey, hey. That's a good conversation. Then. Uh, absolutely. You. We talk about hip hop and go all night shit. But For um, sure. this been another episode of the uh, Don't Overthink It podcast. I'm your host, Dominican Johnny, with my uh, my uh, halfway co-host, <laughs> my closer co-host, <laughs> Cap. It's your boy Cap. Yep, my man Cap. I'm and holding uh, it down. Doula, Doula's eyes was red when he was yeah. on it. He don't even smoke. Mr. So, Mr. ATF. Yeah, yeah, Mr. The facilitator. ATF. Yes. Yeah, and this has been, you know, DJ Incredible Boy, a.k.a. Yeah, Big right. Lou, a.k.a. Huh. Freddy, and any other a.k.a.s you got? Nah, that's that's about right. it. Tell them, tell them your Instagram handles and everything else you, if you want, what, you know. Want everything, to, across the, everything across the board should be DJ Incredible Boy, B-O-I at the end, no Y. Yeah. Uh, that's everything across the board, man. Um, as a, your best bet might be Instagram, and then Instagram, if you just click, you know, not no cliche, click a link in the bio. Click the link in the bio. It has yeah, everything there for you. No, no, but but that that link in the bio will lead you to whatever you want to do. So if you want to listen to a radio, uh, a mix that I've done, yep. my Beats One, my Beats One Radio link is there, so you can check that out. Got your link yeah. tree in there. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah it, the link tree has everything. So if you want to see the video of me, it no should means. be there. Sure. Audio, whatever, all that is up there. Right. Down sure. to the photography. The photography is even there too. So. Ah, dope. All right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some of my weird ass samples, and you can put drums on it because my <laughs> drums suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, it. let's do it. Yeah, man, all right, we'll y'all. Wrap it up, man. Uh, man, thank you for your time, man. You know, I know it's late at night. Man. You know what I mean? Nah, it's all good. That's all good. All right, hey, yo, Cap, Lou, get up with y'all later, yes, man. All right, Hello. brothers. Peace. Peace. All right. That was a nice little productive uh, episode for all you uh, hip hop heads out there. If you uh, if you're in the age bracket, you know we talked about a couple of old school ones, a couple of stories too, a couple of old school stories. I can't wait to uh, tell Term about this story. Anyways, I'm gonna wrap this one up. I usually end it with a song. So since we're uh, we on some hip hop shit, and I started it with a a Bronx group I'm gonna end it with that same Bronx group but I don't want to keep playing the you know the quote-unquote uh 
radio record. So this one is another one off the classic Camp Low album. This is a uh, rock in it with the Spanish Harlem, the beat and shit. So I'm gonna let this one rock out.